The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-933-93. Lot to talk about as usual today. The head of uh, an Olympian group says, we chip our dogs, so why not athletes to why fight not? doping? Yeah. yeah, well, hmm. there might be some reasons. We'll uh, discuss that later. Trump hasn't been able to end catch and release of illegal aliens, according to just Jeff Sessions. Also, an Indiana lawmaker is doubling down on a proposal in her state to license journalists. Uh, anybody ever heard of the First Amendment? Just curious. Uh, then there's a, the Trump madness with the Gold Star family and the politicization. <laughs> They're making it political. I've got to stop trying to say that word. The politicization of a uh, of, of soldier who's died, it just, it's despicable, the whole thing. You know, and we talk a lot about what's going on, uh, what's gone wrong in the country. We cover that every day, and we'll continue to do that. But you know as well as I do that just pointing out what's gone wrong just isn't, it's not enough. It's not going to cut it for us. We need to find some solutions. There's a gigantic anaconda of oppression that's squeezing the life out of the United States of America right now. We're being slowly suffocated and crushed to death. It's broken our moral compass, and and without that, we're adrift. We're just blown back and forth by the winds of progress and social justice and equality. We've just allowed amoral socialists, communists, atheists to change the very foundation of this nation they've taken control of our education system taken control of the media and the two-party political system they have it all and we let it happen we've allowed them to taint pollute manipulate basic fundamental god-given rights to the point where the concept of god-given rights is routinely mocked uh or or it's just denied that it even exists. Here's just one example of that from Chuck Todd a few weeks ago. Roy Moore, where the phrase Christian conservative doesn't even begin to describe him, could very well be your next U.S. senator. If you don't understand just how freaked out some folks in the GOP and the White House are about what that means, then you don't know Roy Moore. First off, really? he doesn't appear to believe in the Constitution as it's written. Right? Hmm. Really? Our rights don't come from government. They don't come from a bill of rights. They come from Almighty God. Right. I mean, now that's just a taste of what are very fundamentalist views that have gotten him removed from office twice as Alabama's chief justice. That's actually just a taste of the absolute ignorance within the left of this country that they don't they don't even understand our rights come from God and thus they can't be taken away by men. We've somehow accepted the outrageous lie, the evil, that there is a built-in separation of church and state contained inside the Constitution. That phrase is found nowhere in our founding documents, not in the Declaration of Independence and certainly not in the Constitution. Yet, we've conceded to those who pervert our rights that 
This means God's not allowed in school, on in government property, buildings or complexes, or virtually anywhere in public. If you want to practice your superstitions, <laughs> go ahead and do that in the, you know, in the confines of your church on Sunday morning if you need to. <laughs> but don't dare drag that nonsense outside those walls to us. Elected officials have openly proclaimed that. So to uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz talking about religious rights. That doesn't mean that churches and religious institutions uh, you know, have to conduct same-sex marriages. And it doesn't mean that religious institutions aren't able to mm. practice their own values. Mm. Oh, thank but you. Thank in this you. country, we do not allow people to discriminate. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, where the, the important distinction needs to be drawn. That's interesting. So just so I know, the distinction is, is more as it relates to churches and religious uh, groups. If you're a legitimate religious okay. institution, and don't wow. misunderstand my term legitimate, but if you're a church, if you're a church-affiliated, I mean by church, I mean synagogue, church, right. if you're a religiously affiliated mm-hmm. organization, then you have wider latitude in, in yeah. terms of the Constitution and the protections oh. that that our you know First Amendment provides. So, keep in mind, Democrats are now saying that churches, yeah, they have religious rights, but individuals, not really, not really, not like the not like the churches do. You can't really practice your religion, let's say in your workplace, if you own a bakery and you don't want to participate in homosexual marriage because it's against your religion. Sorry, you don't have that right. I mean, we have sadly allowed that to creep into our society we've allowed the murder of our posterity our children in the name of choice meanwhile the very same people that worship choice so much the choice to annihilate babies they want to limit our choice every everywhere else the cars we drive what we eat what we wear on halloween what students can listen to for speeches at college campuses we don't have those choices Same people that that want to keep guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens insist on being protected themselves by armed security guards. And and those some of those same people glorify gory gun violence in the movies and, and video games they vomit out. Same people who believe that erecting a wall on our border is hateful and racist have walls and gates around all of their own homes. And that's just that's a minuscule sampling of some of the problems we face. We've gotten to this place because of ignorance, because of apathy. And American citizens just not knowing, not understanding, and not teaching the United States Constitution. So what do we do about it? We throw up our hands and say it's over like some have done. We've actually had calls like that. What can we do about the simple brilliance of the First Amendment having been so badly twisted, distorted, and just ignored? What we can do is learn it, understand it, and teach it. Our children have to be educated about the Constitution. If they're not, if they don't know what's in it, if they don't know why things are in it, they won't be able to defend it. Nobody will be able to save it. Read the First Amendment to them and then talk about it. It it doesn't even take much time. The First Amendment is one long sentence with two semicolons and two commas. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. That's called the Establishment Clause. Or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. 
or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition government for a redress of grievances. If you to take that one step at a time, it just, I mean, maybe the most misunderstood concept in world history is the Establishment Clause. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Period. That's it. That's all it says. If Congress isn't making laws to force people to join a certain religion, and they haven't, then the Establishment Clause has not been violated. It's not unconstitutional. You notice it says nothing about school prayer. It says nothing about praying or speaking of God on government grounds or in popular culture. Nothing. Meaning, praying and referencing God in those contexts, perfectly constitutional. It's completely fine to do. That's how our our founders intended it. Just because the Supreme Court screwed things up in 1963 and said otherwise, as far as school prayer is concerned, that doesn't make it so. They've been wrong multiple times. There's nothing in the clause about promoting or favoring or really even endorsing a religion. Doesn't say anything about that. Doesn't say anything about the necessity of treating every religion as if they're all equal because they're not. You think Satanism is, is equal to Christianity or Judaism? No. No, it is not. And it doesn't, it's, that's not a constitutional concept. We need to help our kids understand that because they're not learning in school and they got to learn it someplace. We have to take that responsibility. We have to help our liberal neighbors understand it in reasoned, decent conversations if we can. There's four other rights, too, within the First Amendment. Congress can't abridge your freedom, freedom of speech. We're free to criticize the government. We're free to say things that others don't like or don't want to hear or even are offended by. Not being offended, that's not a constitutional right. And the only speech that needs to be protected, as we've said many times on this show and Glenn's show, the only speech that needs protection is speech that other, people's, other people hate. Congress can't stop the press or the media. And that applies to Democrats as well as Republicans. In the House, the Senate, and the Presidency. It applies to Republican presidents, too. And that's why this NBC investigation that Trump is pushing is so dangerous. It's unconstitutional. We can't allow it. And we can't just say, okay, yeah, well, it's Trump. That's fine. No, it's not fine because it's unconstitutional. And the Constitution applies to Republicans as well as Democrats. We're able to peacefully assemble, make our voices heard. We can and must bring our grievances to our our representatives and let them know what we expect and what we demand of them. So that's what we can do about this. We can know the Constitution. We can teach the Constitution to our children. We can share it with others. I really believe that if we are for something, like the Constitution, like legal immigration, like... Babies being allowed to live. We're for that. We're for babies being allowed to live. Then we're going to win. And and if we point out that for things like immigration, I really wish we could go back in time and do that all over again because we should never have been against illegal immigration. We should have been for legal immigration. And it should have been about them, not us. 
we made a huge error there because if we focused on them and and just let people know and understand this can't be a land of liberty for them when they've come here illegally it can't they can't get ahead in life they can't progress to better jobs they always have the same crappy jobs they start with and democrats tell us all the time they live in the shadows why well because the constitution can't properly protect them because they came here the wrong way if they had come here the right way if they were legal if they spoke english then you know we can focus on the benefits for them for doing the right thing for coming here legally uh for learning english then you'll prosper you can prosper here too and this will be a land of liberty for everybody who comes here but we got to change our tactics a little bit and people you know so I, I know some of us are confused about that some of us don't believe it can happen that way well it hasn't happened the other way and if we keep going down that road things are going to get really ugly soon let's try it a slightly different way with a positive spin and putting the constitution first and foremost in these discussions 888-900-3393 more pat gray unleashed coming up pat gray unleashed returns after this on the blaze radio network returns and you can tweet right at us at pat unleashed might use a hashtag tell pat because hashtags are apparently important and cool and people like to use them they're a thing man they're a thing everybody's gotta have a hashtag if you've hashtagged then you've done your duty as an american (laughs) i wrote a hashtag what do you want i said me too hashtag me too go back to bed now. what else do you need triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh also i just i hate this thing developing again with another gold star family it just ah there's nothing worse than arguing with a family who just lost their son or daughter in the war. I, I hate it. I hate it. And the Democrats are using it. Republicans are screaming back at him. I, I, I don't know what President Trump said to her, but I mean, is it out of the realm of, resp- of possibility that he said, yeah, you know, he knew what he was signing up for, and I know it still hurts anyway. I mean, I, he could have absolutely said that. But he claims he didn't, so who knows? Apparently, there is no recording, and there is no proof that he talked about initially. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Neil in Arizona. Neil, you're on the blaze. Hi. Howdy, Mister Gray. You pointed out that the new generations, the last two, I think, uh, out of the three that I grew up in, I'm sixty five. The people that are being taught now don't understand where our rights do come from. Like you say, they come from our creator, no matter who you believe in or what you believe in. Yeah. Kind of the left do not care about that. They only care about their their creators, the ones that they believe in. The idea that they're having a, a change of climate because their creator can't be uh, can be stopped by human beings. We're, yeah. we're the ones that are doing wrong. 
instead of the planet changing on its own. We're looking at neighbors not understanding each other, or they have to be separate. They don't care about each other, and they don't, they're not taught that they don't have to like each other to protect each other. Uh, right now, I got back from California. I grew up there. I'm 65, now I live in Arizona. I understand the difference between knowing your neighbor is a person, individual, and not a group of people that have to be controlled by somebody that's smarter than them. We tell the government what to do. They don't like that. They want to tell everybody else what to do. And like you say, they're behind walls with protection. I know people mm-hmm. that do that protection of billionaires, and they don't protect themselves. In the future, we're going to look at more children that have no idea where anything comes from unless they're told by the adults, the grandparents, the people that have learned that our Constitution is the only one in history that, that teaches we're all equal under our Creator, and we can open our big mouth and say that. And the Second Amendment allows us to protect that truth. Yeah. Uh, nicely put, Neil. Appreciate it. Um, the problem with our, our new generation and the people who are now kind of leading them down that road is that they worship the creation, not the creator. They, they worship the earth. They worship Gaia. And so that's all important to them. They don't even understand that the actual creator created a planet that was pretty sturdy. You know, it wasn't a surprise to God that we developed SUVs. <laughs> I just, he didn't, oh no, I didn't see SUVs coming. This planet can't handle that. What, they're going to use fossil fuels? I didn't know that. No, none of that's a surprise to him. I guarantee it. He knew it. Uh, and the Earth is pretty durable and pretty self-reparatory. Uh, Gail in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hi. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for your character and um, just uh, everything that you guys stand for. I appreciate it. Thanks. And, you know... Um, I am one of them people that really didn't know a lot, but I purchased um, David Barton. I'm not sure who else was involved in it. The um, Founder's Bible. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I have learned so much, and I just um, want to just kind of ask people to just go out there and purchase that Bible and just read it, and just all the writings of our founding fathers and how much they sought God's wisdom, and just, we are who we are, well, maybe not today, mm-hmm. but back then, you know, is because they they sought God's wisdom. Yeah, they did. And I just, you know, I just want to push that Bible out yeah. there, because it's an excellent, excellent, well, yeah. the Bible's an excellent read, but mm-hmm. appreciate it with all the articles, so thank Thanks. you, Thanks, and Gail. just keep it up. All right, thank you. Uh, that's that's great. All of David's stuff is great at Wall Builders. Also, uh, the Center for Constitutional Studies, really good, too. There, there's books called, uh, I learned a lot from, first of all, The 5,000-Year Leap. Yep. Read that, as, as I did maybe 25, 30 years ago. It's great. In fact, I was just thinking, I got to read, I got to reread that. Make your kids read It's been a while, it. and make your kids read Absolutely. that. Absolutely. The Real George Washington. The real Thomas Jefferson and the real Ben Franklin are also fantastic. Matt in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. I wanted to comment on the uh, Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, uh, I don't know if a lot of people understand that there's a preamble to the Bill of Rights. And that preamble, uh, my understanding of it is that these are declaratory restrictions placed on government. So they're not so much 
our rights as they are restrictions on government. Mm-hmm. We get an understanding of some of our rights as a byproduct of these restrictions on government. But they basically tell government what they cannot do. So all of yes. these first ten amendments tells the government what it can't what it do. Absolutely cannot do. The Constitution right. tells the government what it can do. Bill yes. of Rights tells the government what it can't do. Yes, it is the it is a charter. Essentially, it's a it's a charter of negative liberties. It it's it can't since the founders knew they couldn't articulate every single right we have. They instead told government what it can't do to the people, so that they would remain free. And that was the genius of of the Constitution. The fact that they didn't try to articulate everything because then if they did, they would have missed a lot and and we wouldn't have those rights. Right. But so the question then becomes, why is government doing all these things that the Constitution and the Bill of Rights tells them they can't? It's because we look the other way. We've allowed it. We've allowed it. And we can't. We can't allow it. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. That's I mean, that's a. It's just a fundamental part of the way our country works. We have to participate. And as John Adams said, that the Constitution is wholly inadequate for anything other than a moral people. And as soon as we're not a moral people, it all falls apart. Well, what has been happening over the last 50, 60, 100 years? Less and less moral all the time to the point where I mean, we barely raise an eyebrow when a public library invites a drag queen to read to little three and four and five year old kids. Now, I, you know, why are we having drag queens in drag getup? Do we have a photo of that? If you if you do, put it up on the on the screen because it's unbelievable. It is a drag queen wearing five red-tipped demon-like horns in clown face and an evening gown. I don't know if this person is a Satanist, but looks like it. What are the horns for? What are you you doing? So we've got, we have an apparent Satanist drag queen in clown face and an evening gown reading to kids and nobody seems to be bothered by that in fact i looked it up this morning just to make sure this story was absolutely true i went to snopes to look for it all right snopes deems it mostly false and there you have it why oh how is it mostly false Hmm. because uh they said he didn't read sexually explicit material well i I haven't seen anybody say he did (laughs) That's kind of beside the point. And he didn't get into demonic teachings. Okay, well, he's dressed like a demon. He's scaring the crap out of these kids. Probably they, have, they must have had nightmares after that appearance. But it stirs up very little. And so they, uh, you know, I think they believe there's almost nothing we won't tolerate now. And now they're just trying to push our buttons and see what will, how far they can go. I mean, what's next? Maybe they'll try a... Uh, naked hermaphrodite nun snorting cocaine off its own stomach while reading the Communist Manifesto to four-year-olds. Wait, is that a thing? It, it's going to be. All right, then. It's going to be. You know what they wouldn't tolerate, though? Huh. Uh, me or Glenn reading Bible verses. No. A conservative going in and reading to kids. No. That's... Doesn't even have to be the Bible. I don't think they'd allow a conservative to come in there and read to the children. Hateful. Following that gig, the drag queen 
posted an Instagram photo of himself. His name is Zochi with it with an X. Zochi Mochi. You like that? Yeah, it's it's catchy. <laughs> and he called it one of the best experiences I've been given as a drag queen. Isn't that wonderful? It's so important to have representation and normalize all the letters in LGBTQIA plus in everyday life. Yeah, okay. Well, that's what they're doing. Normalizing it. First there's tolerance, then there's acceptance, then there's promotion. I mean, we're there, there. Here we are. We, we are there. And if we don't stand up for some semblance of the way we used to believe, we used to believe in certain things. We better get back to it. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Bring in a uh, naked hermaphrodite nun who snorts coke off its, off her own stomach, I think, and uh, have him read the con- the Communist Manifesto. Did uh, you need me to book that? Yeah, if you could, and just book that. We'll see if anybody has a problem. Oh, okay, that's a commit. Okay, it really do- doesn't. It seem so bad that they're just trying to see. All right, let's see if they'll go for this. Let's see if we get any trouble for this. And and if you did that, and if you had, <laughs> and then if you have a problem with it, then you're a hater. No. You're intolerant. You're yeah, not diverse. That's true. But if you have that person you just described in here, mm-hmm. then that person is a sellout for going in to talk to you about. Yeah, that. that's true too. Uh, all right, we got some tweets at uh, Pat Unleashed. Corey writes, uh, "Chipping athletes, licensing journalists. Um, I'm hoping they don't chip journalists while they're at it. Yeah, they could easily do that." Uh, T. DeVries. Hi, Pat. Can you recommend a good book on the history of the Constitution for teaching our kids? I I can't recommend anything more highly than the 5,000-year leap. Yep. That's just fa- It's a fantastic read <sighs> and and well worth the effort with your kids. Uh, also, from Tyler, how do I download your monologue from this afternoon? I'm not a Christian, but I agree 100%. Yeah, you don't have to be, I, I don't think, to believe in the Constitution and those principles. Thank you, Tyler. I I guess you just go to the – you can go to the podcast, right? Uh, and you can certainly uh, check it out there and download it there. All sorts of places. You can go to um, iTunes. Mm-hmm. And we certainly love it when you download it on iTunes. Move us up the charts there. SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, Stitcher, Blaze Radio or Blaze TV. It's at all those places. Yeah. 888-900-3393. Also, the NFL controversy continues and really there was no resolution when a lot of people thought maybe they're going to get together and finally put an end to this thing yesterday at their meeting or was it maybe even the day before the owners and the players met and very little came up about apparently about about this kneeling situation the protest that was going on day one but yesterday the nfl commissioner roger goodell came out and made made quite a statement I think he's trying to convince himself here because uh, look at he uses two words in in this rant over and over and it's been edited to show the times when he did it 
But check this out. Uh, Roger Goodell yesterday. Tell you that our players are men of great character. Uh-huh. They have a uh, very deep understanding no. and tremendous knowledge no, they don't. of the issues <laughs> no, that are going on in all of our communities. No. The players were very clear about issues? how they felt about these issues and how deeply they felt about these issues in our issues? communities. That these aren't really issues, issues that are player issues or owner issues or what community issues? issues. They're issues that affect all of us in our communities. We wanted in to work together issues. Uh, to try to address these issues. We Let's spent today the talking issues. about the issues, issues. Yeah. Uh, that our players have tried to Mm-hmm. have been trying to bring attention to to the issues about, in the community uh, issues in our communities to make our communities better there's nothing more important than trying to then get back into our issues. communities and make our communities better the relationships right. between our clubs uh-huh. uh, our players and uh, our communities uh, the relationship between the players and our and communities community. and, and our uh, law enforcement mission these are important issues, issues, issues for our communities, <laughs> for communities. Uh, they're American issues and I think those are the American. key issues I would tell you though just on one other issue that and really make a difference in our communities in a positive way <laughs> and to try to help and make differences in our community deal with the in underlying the issue, differences in our community about the issues. this is a long-term issue That's why right. we're trying to right. deal with those underlying so, issues we're going to continue to work on these issues in the community we'll address issues in I the community deal with hypotheticals or, right now no. we'll deal with those issues if they come up and okay. the nfl really do care about their issues and in what the, we can do to make in the, the community that's yeah. the opportunity yeah. for us in our communities what, what about the what issues? are the things in our the, communities that our players are expressing are there any issues listening to our players understanding our players community trying to uh, uh, address those underlying issues Issues. and making our communities better is where the real opportunity nice job by (laughs) gravy and media there i'm telling you love that you said it right you don't want to be discussing issues outside of the community you want to be in the community when you're discussing the issues of the community don't tell me that they're they deeply understand these issues in their community no they don't (laughs) You know what he reminded me of uh, it, during that rant? I personally believe yep. that, that U.S. Americans, US Americans are, unable, are to do so unable to do so because, because they don't have maps. They don't have maps. That I believe that our ed- education, like such as in like South, such Africa, as South Africa and uh, the Iraq, the everywhere, Iraq like, such as, everywhere like such as, I believe that they should... They should. Uh, our education, our over, education here. over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. The U.S. Should help, the US should help no. South Africa. South Africa. It should help the Iraq <laughs> and the Iraq. countries. So With. we will be able to build up our future. So we'll be able to build up our future I mean, the, of issues yeah, of in our communities. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think the children have some issues in their communities that they can't relate to because of they don't have maps. They don't have maps. And some U.S. Americans don't have maps, so they have issues like the Iraq and and uh, South the South Africa and every everywhere like such as. Such as. So, <laughs> it's just Roger Goodell. Just, I mean, he's just drowning. He is just drowning right now. It's oh. embarrassing to watch, uh, but kind of fun at the same time. Yeah. All at the same time, uh, and so is. The madness going on in Hollywood. Now, Jeffrey Katzenberg is under fire. And you tell me if this is... This is another one, kind of like the Bob Weinstein asking a woman for a date. It doesn't strike me as really all that big a deal. I mean, it's kind of... It's crude. It's obviously a crude statement. He shouldn't have said it. It wasn't directed toward Molly Ringwald. But in an essay for The New Yorker, 
Molly Ringwald, do you remember her from 16 Candles? And uh, I think she was in The Breakfast Club yeah. and a lot of movies in the 80s. She reflected on her own experiences with sexual harassment in Hollywood, including an explicit comment once made by Jeffrey Katzenberg. She said the head of, the, of a major studio, and incidentally, someone who claims himself to be horrified by the Harvey allegations, was quoted as saying, I wouldn't know Molly Ringwald if she sat on my face. Okay, that's it's an that's a crude comment. It's disgusting. But it's just isn't that a way to be funny when you're saying I don't even know who she is? Mm-hmm. Is that does that rise to the level of sexual harassment? She wasn't even there at the time. Okay. She's she, I guess this was quoted in an article in Movie Line in the 1990s. And so now she says maybe he was misquoted. If he ever sent a note of apology, it must have gotten lost in the mail. Um, but now Jeffrey Katzenberg is apologizing profusely. Um, and he is backtracking wildly. And he said uh, that he was disgusted by himself, that he's ashamed of himself. And, you know, maybe he should be for just just a... Yeah, kind of a crappy, crude comment. But is that sexual harassment? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's getting a little scary because everything now is becoming from asking a woman out on date to saying something crude among a group of people, and you're just trying to be funny and make a point. You know, he didn't. He didn't attack her. He didn't say anything to her. He he didn't physically harm her in any way but uh, apparently molly ringwald said hollywood was pretty bad and maybe that's one of the reasons she kind of left it for so long she said i could go on about other instances in which i have felt demeaned or exploited but i fear it would get very repetitive then again that's part of the point i never talked about these things publicly because as a woman it's always felt like i may as well have been talking about the weather stories like these have never been taken seriously now i don't think that's true Women are ashamed. They're told they're uptight, nasty, bitter, can't take a joke, or too sensitive. And the men, well, if they're lucky, they might get elected president. Okay, there's another shot at uh, uh, Donald Trump. You you would (laughs) hate... There's obviously uh, a lot of serious things that have been happening in the accusations. No doubt about it. And you would hate that if, if it becomes a thing where people are are claiming sexual harassment for being asked on a date a couple of times, you would hate for that to, to somehow give us this sort of mental fatigue on a serious issue. Well, that's that's why I'm so concerned about this, because I think that's a real danger right now. It's, it's a real danger that we're going to just be so disgusted and tired of all of the claims, and some of them are not worthy of, of rising to the level of sexual harassment. And so you'll start dismissing things that are actually serious and actually sexual harassment. We we don't want to get to that point. Uh, Meanwhile, in Indiana, there's a lawmaker who wants journalists to have to be licensed. Uh, In this state, uh, it's getting kind of a cold reception, hopefully, for members of the Republican Party. But that's not deterring the man behind the proposal. Jim Lucas, who is uh, also a Republican, 
Instead, he's doubling down with another broader proposal to license several other constitutional rights in Indiana, including religious expression, speech, and the right to vote. If it's okay to uh, license the right to bear arms, he says, why not other rights? (laughs) Well, uh, you know, you can make an argument it's Mm -hmm. not okay to license people to bear arms. And is is he being serious, do we know? It's, like, is he trying to make a point here? or I don't know, because the rest of his party doesn't seem to be behind the point or that. in on the joke, if that's what it is. <laughs> but this is crazy. And we have a clip of Attorney General Jeff Sessions discussing the jailing of journalists. And it's a little bit chilling. Here, take a look at what he had to say uh, about the same topic. And I'll ask the same question. Will you commit to not putting reporters in jail for doing their jobs? Well, I don't know that I can make a blanket commitment to that effect, um, no. but I would say this. We've not taken any uh, aggressive action uh, uh, against the media at this point. <laughs> at this point? what Are there plans to take aggressive action against the media? Hmm. If you are to listen to Donald Trump, the answer could well be yes. Yeah, they are, because he wanted, the, uh, he wanted an investigation done of NBC News and their fake news and uh, the FCC chairman just absolutely flat out said no we're not going to do that so fortunately the head of the FCC is a pretty strong conservative a smart guy and a constitutionalist and he's not going to play that game and he's not going to go down that road but there might be somebody that take, takes Trump up on an investigation, somebody with some kind of axe to grind or vendetta against NBC, and it starts to get pretty darn dangerous and pretty sketchy. And again, what did we talk about at the top of the show? The right uh, of the free press shall not be abridged. 888 900 or 888-900. 3393 more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey. Triple Eight. 933 Yeah, we need to do more than just vote. Uh, as a caller just brought up uh, moments ago, we need to stay on top of our representatives on a regular basis. And this is where my theory on what would be the biggest fix we could possibly enact in our government is to get the representatives out of Washington, D.C. and have them meet every day in their own district over the Internet. (laughs) That's all you have to do. Just conference together. If you have a vote coming up, you conference together. And you place your vote online. You find a secure way to make sure it can't be hacked into. And then you, you bring all the representatives back home where they should be and where they're subject to hearing from their constituents all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no way we have a runaway Congress if we do that. That one step 
I think would go further to fixing our problems than just about anything else other than restoring the Constitution and following it. Yesterday on Ellen, we were expecting something a little bit better, I think, than this. Uh, Jesus Campos went on TV yesterday. He is the security guard who's not registered in Nevada at the Mandalay Bay, and he is a hero. He got shot in the leg, but he continued to work to try to save people and and get them out of the line of fire. Um, And... First of all, he described the scene of what was going on that night. I approached the room, got into the door. Uh, there was a metal bracket holding the door in place. Right. So what we're talking about here, just so everybody is clear. Okay. So this is where the, the hotel room was, where the shooter was. This is the stairway, where, and this door here was blocked. And you didn't know that till you came up in the, in, through the elevator and went through this door and saw that there was something blocking that door. And, and when you saw that, did you think, that's weird? Why would somebody put brackets on a door? Yeah, that, that's just uh, out of the ordinary. It's that was the normal. beginning? Yeah. Okay. And then you walk out of this, and this just slammed? Um, well... When I was in between that area, I was calling uh, security dispatch to get transferred to engineering. Uh, they didn't know anything about it, so uh, they dispatched an engineer to uh, go uh, verify what that was. Um, That's when you got called? Yes. Okay. And at that time, I heard uh, what I assumed it was drilling sounds, and I, I believed that they were in the area working somehow. So you thought the drilling, they were gunshots, but you thought it was just drilling sounds. At first, uh, I think it was just drilling sounds. Right. So then at what point did you get shot? What happens here? Um, as that door's closing and it's so heavy, uh, it'll, it'll slam. I'm walking down this way, and I believe that's what um, caught uh, the shooter's attention. Um, as I was walking down, mm. um, I heard rapid fire. And at first, I, I took cover. I felt a burning sensation. I went to go lift my pant leg up, and I saw the blood. That's when I called it in on my radio that shots have been fired. Kind of interesting. I, not anything really earth-shattering, however. Uh, I don't. She didn't ever ask him why he's not registered in Nevada. I don't know if you'd expect that of her. She's not that kind of interviewer. I think it was, was more of a feel-good type mm-hmm. of interview. Congratulations. Thanks for being a hero kind of thing. I would like to have heard, why aren't you registered in Nevada? Uh, I would have liked to have heard, why did you leave the scene of all of those interviews? Mm-hmm. I would like to know, are you legally in the United States of America? Mm-hmm. And is that why you're a little bit nervous right now? Mm-hmm. Instead, she thanked him uh, for talking to her and and she mentions here that he's not going to do any more interviews. Thank you so much for being here. And, and I know that you've had so many people asking for you to tell the story and to talk about this. And I understand your reluctance because you just want this to be over. So you're talking about it now and then you're not going to talk about it again. And I don't blame you because why relive this over and over again? But it's helpful for people to understand what a hero you are because you being shot in the leg saved so many people's lives. And instead of you just getting out of there, you saved Stephen's life. You saved that woman's life and who knows how many other people. And uh, so we just wanted to celebrate you. That's why you're here today, because we want to thank you for what you've done. That's nice. Did she ever get out like 
how long before the, reg, the you know the before he started shooting at the crowd? I, I don't think she even asked that that question. How long before he started shooting at the crowd were you shot? Was it six minutes like the police said, or was it forty seconds as Mandalay Bay said? Yeah, that's an important timeline question because what happened in those intervening minutes? And why did he stop shooting when he did? And there's a whole bunch of questions that yeah. just aren't being answered. And I'm not trying to be cynical here, but these are the kind of details that may not come out until there's a, a trial uh, against, who knows, maybe uh, yeah. Mandalay Bay, you know, for security and, or something like that. I don't and maybe know. Maybe Mandalay Bay did something wrong and because there seems to be something weird. Something's a little bit fishy. Something's a little bit off in the timeline. I don't know if he, because he said after he got shot, he looked at his leg, it was bleeding, and that's when he radioed it in. And he said, hey, I've been shot, there's a shooter up here. Did Mandalay Bay not call anybody for a long time? Did they wait on that? Did they not follow procedure? Maybe. And maybe they're trying to cover it up. I don't know. We heard from a guy uh, yesterday. I can't remember if it was on my show or when I was filling in for Glenn. But he, he was an employee at Mandalay Bay, and he was the one who told us Mandalay Bay is not a dump, as we heard from other people. <laughs> that it's maybe, it's maybe not the jewel of the Las okay. Vegas Strip, yeah. okay? It, clearly, they at least need a new <laughs> interior decorator up in the hotel rooms. And he got took issue with that, and he said, uh, you know, Mandalay Bay is really nice, and there was extenuating circumstances, and nothing went wrong. I'd like to hear from somebody who works there. I, I really... I'd love to to fill in some of the blank spots here that nobody's filling in. Somebody also told us yesterday that uh, there are two social security numbers listed to the one that Jesus Campos has. And that is an indication of, you know, some sort of identity theft that somebody is an illegal alien and the social security number is being used repeatedly. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things that we say, okay, it's not just the border violation that they made because when they come here, there's also either identity fraud and theft or there's tax evasion or there could be any number of issues. But we never we never seem to care about that and we never seem to worry about that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we're trying to get to the bottom of uh What's going on with with this administration and um, where they're headed and what they're doing with reporters and it, it, are there things going on that shouldn't be? Sessions was uh, being asked a lot of questions on the Hill yesterday and he tried to tell them, hey, I'm not stonewalling your questions. Here's a look at that. It's just like through the looking glass. I mean, what is this? I explained how, in good faith, I said I had not met with Russians because they were uh, suggesting I, as a surrogate, had been meeting continuously with Russians. I said I didn't meet with them. And now the next thing you know, uh, I'm accused of some reception uh, uh, plotting some sort of uh, influence campaign for the American election. It's just beyond my capability to understand, and I really appreciate, Mr. Chairman, the opportunity at least to be able to say publicly, I didn't participate in that and know nothing about it. Uh, Yeah, I'm getting a little tired of the Russian thing. I just don't think this administration colluded with Russians. There's just no way. That didn't happen. 
Jeff Sessions is not going to do that. I don't think Donald Trump is going to do that. Did the Russians try to manipulate certain things? Yeah, we know that they went to uh, uh, ballot boxes, uh, ballots in Illinois. Was it? Yeah, well, I think it was Illinois. The, the election commission uh, offices. It was, and it they was tried several to states. Yeah. They tried to mess with the states' uh, vote count and couldn't do it. And didn't really understand how the system works. So it wouldn't have done much, even if they could have pulled it off. And, and on election day. The Obama administration, I think it was, uh, I have to see which department it was, but they tried to hack into the state of Georgia's election commission website as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah. Uh, and they keep barking up this tree. It's just, can we let it go for the love of heaven? 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-900-3393. It is Pat Gray. Uh, wow, there's just so much going on. It's hard to even know where to where to begin uh, every hour. Of course, we have the uh, Donald Trump situation with another Gold Star family. He, the, he's been down this road before. And uh, I hate it when this arises. The Gold Star families need to be left alone and let them say what they want. Just leave them alone. Let them, they're, they're mourning. They're, uh, you know, they've just been, their lives have been turned upside down. They've lost somebody in their life that was obviously near and dear to their hearts. And it's just not a good time. And, and I know that it, it's painful that Democrats are using this, but he sort of started it with, was saying Obama didn't call the the parents of lost troops, and I th- I think he probably did, but did he get to everybody? Apparently not. He didn't get to General Kelly's son. Uh, he didn't he didn't call him about when General Kelly lost his son. Apparently, so because he said that Obama didn't do this, they've got to respond and find somebody who says, well, he said something inappropriate to me, and did he? It, even if he did say, uh, well, you know, your your son knew what he was signing out for, didn't he? And left it at that. Is that the most hideous thing you could say to somebody? He, I mean, it's true. The son obviously knew what he was signing up for, knew what he was getting into. You have to know that when you're getting into the military. It's it's a little insensitive, depending on the the inflection and the way in which he said it. If he said... Yeah, you know, I'm sure he knew what he was getting into, and it, but it hurts anyway, doesn't it? Then that's sympathetic. That's not sarcastic. That's not mean-spirited. That's not inappropriate. Yeah. I don't think. And do you, you just said, you know, he, he, he has to respond to everything. Mm. Do you remember how frustrated we were during the eight years of George Bush when he wouldn't push back? He wouldn't True. fight back. Yeah. We said, come on, man, stick up for yourself. Now we got the uh, polar opposite. Polar opposite. Somewhere in the middle would be nice. And, and Bush had to even deal with Cindy Sheehan along yeah, this and, line. And Bush didn't talk about it. 
And it was interesting because he was on pretty solid footing there. He'd already talked to her. Mm -hmm. She wanted to talk to him again so she could berate him now. Well, he's already talked to you. He sat down with you. He expressed his condolences. Let's move on. No, she wanted another meeting. Well, tough. (laughs) I guess just... That was crazy. And yeah. then she'd show up outside his house every weekend doing that protest. Yep. And the Democrats love this stuff. Here's, here's what the, uh, I believe this is the mother of the soldier that was just recently lost. We were in the car together oh, in the this limousine. Is, this is actually the congresswoman who is making such an issue out of this. We were in the car together in the limousine headed to uh, meet the body at the airport. Oof, and that that's rough right there. Just that part. They're on they're in the limousine. They're headed to the airport to pick up his body and bring it to a funeral home and and have him buried to make all the funeral arrangements. This had to be a tough time and apparently Trump's on the speakerphone with the mom. So I heard what he said because the phone was on speaker. What did he say? Well, basically, he said, um, well, I guess he knew what he signed up for. So she's obviously trying to make some political headway with this. Uh, But is she lying? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Trump says it's not true. The mother says it is true. The Mm -hmm. congressperson says it's true. Uh, Where will this all end up? Yeah, and but the congresswoman there says, and basically, he said... Right. Okay. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, unless there's a recording, well, we're never going to know the full truth on this. And it's it's really too bad. Um, was this one of the soldiers in uh, Niger? Niger? Yes. That's yes. what I thought. So, they, they were ambushed and four special forces, Green Beret uh, forces, were killed in this. And I think five Nigerian troops or Niger troops were were killed in this attack, and it's that one's really tough because Americans don't even know that we're in Niger. What are we doing in Niger? We're training people to fight terrorists, I guess, and that's apparently what we do and what we're doing all over the world. And there's so many places that our troops are being sent that we don't even know about. Maybe we could deal with that issue too while we're at it. Mm-hmm. 888 Also, uh, talking about the, what happened yesterday on Ellen. Nothing really earth-shaking that we heard that was new. It's just that uh, the guy is out and speaking, and apparently, according to Ellen yesterday, he has no plans to ever do another interview, which is another thing that leads me to believe he might not be legally in our country. Let's go to Sherry in Florida. Sherry, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. How are you? Doing good. Good. Um, I listened to what you played from the interview between Compost and Helen DeGeneres. And about a minute, I, I didn't time it exactly, but just after the interview started, and he said that he had walked down and opened the door, looked in the, in the room, right. and, and realized that there was a lock on the door. And then he said that he had heard what he thought were drilling sounds. Yes. So that is shooting. So when you look at the timeline, they were already shooting 
when he, he the shooter was already shooting when Campos got there. Mm. I mean, that does make sense. If the drilling sounds were the sounds of gunfire, did he right. did he say that's what he believed it was? I don't remember. He believed he believed it was drilling sounds. Yeah. Um, Helen commented that it was shooting. Hmm. So from the timelines that you mentioned right after you showed the interview and you were concerned about uh, um, the hotel saying that, well, he was there six minutes ahead of time or, or whatever or it was. 40, yes. Yeah, there were two timelines, one from police, which said six minutes before the main shooting started. The hotel says 40 seconds. But if you're right that the drilling sounds were firing, well, then it happened after the shooting started already. So that right. that would actually make more sense in this uh, in the timeline. That, anyway, that would, that's what he yeah. said. So thank you for listening yeah. to me. And- you bet. Thank you. Uh, that's a good point. 888-900-3393. Uh, also this weekend, <laughs> Geostorm hits the theaters. And I I can't wait. It's mm. another global warming uh, movie. I can't get enough of those. I love them. I love them. They're at least entertaining. I'll tell you that. It's a it's a big budget. It cost a hundred and twenty million to produce. Ooh. And right now it's tracking to open in the ten to twelve million dollar range, which would be really bad for a hundred and twenty million dollar movie because it only goes down from there. You don't go up usually. The apparently the the production was kind of troubled. They required fifteen million dollars in reshoots. Hmm. And Jerry Bruckheimer was brought on board to help them out. If you have to turn to Jerry Bruckheimer, whose recent resume isn't great. Mm-hmm. And what kind of carbon t- footprint is that going to leave? <laughs> all of that uh, shooting and reshooting, all that equipment, uh, yeah. lights, and... That's, oh, that's another thing. A lot of electricity. So apparently, it's a long-delayed disaster epic. Uh, the world's climate change control system, initially built to prevent natural disasters and keep the human population safe goes haywire <laughs> making for a geostorm now gerard butler is in this he's he was he's the same guy that's in um what is that london is, london is attacked London's and the burning, president or? of the united states is there london burning london white burning. house down yeah. one of those you know he did that and then he did the london thing okay uh, now he's doing this disaster movie hmm. they're they're also going to have a hard time with the other movie that's opening, Tyler Perry's Boo 2, a Medea Halloween, and those always do well. Uh, he They launched the last one at $28.5 million on its opening weekend, so Geostorm is going to be way behind that. And this is an- yet another flop for Hollywood when they could really use kind of a hit. <laughs> Nothing is... Nothing is going right for them right now. They've got the sexual harassment stuff that's burning this thing to the ground. They had a dismal summer movie performance. And now, a movie that they've been counting on for a while, Geostorm, nobody seems to be terribly interested. And isn't that great? I mean, it's a it's a global warming, nonsensical, stupid movie. And uh, they thought it was going to be a, a huge hit. And they find out every time nobody wants any part of your global warming nonsense. Nobody's buying it. We're just Stop. we're just not going there with you. So why don't you stop and make something 
I don't know, like an 18th Spider-Man movie or something. Oh, they're up to 18? Because they can't seem to do anything new. They can't seem to come up with anything clever. Uh, so, you know, maybe another another sequel of a, of a well-worn, tired-out series might be just what you need. What superheroes haven't fought with each other? Good guys. Hmm? Uh, Have see. we pit Spider-Man mm. against anyone yet? Uh, I don't think so, because I think... Iron Man was helping him, right? So they weren't against each other. Did they? Did they collide at all? No. I mean, there's got to be we some good guys. Superman that and Batman fought. that uh, fought each other. Misunderstanding there until they learn names, right? Until <laughs> <laughs> they learn yeah. names. And well, then... when you find out that your both your moms are named the same thing, you, know, you got to be friends at that point. You got to uh, be friends. I mean, seriously, you lay everything aside. We yes, we've had we've had our issues, huh. but our moms have the same name. Those issues are gone, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, then there's a Thor movie coming out pretty soon. Okay. Uh, so Thor could maybe take on Spider-Man. I'd like to see that matchup. That might, might be fun. 888 <laughs> More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Um, you are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Eighty-eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, Ted Cruz responding to Senator Bernie Sanders' claims. I just, what do you expect from this socialist? From this thousand-year-old socialist? He debated Bernie Sanders in a CNN town hall regarding tax reform, and during the debate, uh, Cruz called for eliminating the estate tax, which is the only moral thing to do. Eliminate the estate tax. It's also known as the death tax, and they want to eliminate that. Some do. Some Republicans want to eliminate that as part of tax reform. Now, Democrats and Bernie Sanders claim repealing the death tax will simplify the American tax system. Well, actually, Democrats believe it won't, and they believe that this is a tax cut only for the wealthy. But everybody with a brain knows it will simplify the tax system and and give needed relief for farmers and ranchers and small business owners and i don't care if it helps the wealthy they should be helped they should be allowed to keep their money that they earned their entire life and paid taxes on every step of the way already paid taxes they paid taxes on everything they own and now when they die, the government somehow believes they're entitled to 50% of everything that they own. Well, no, you've already atta- you've already taxed that. Why should you get any of it? It's immoral. It's just it's absolutely an immoral system. And and it should be the easiest case to make to anybody. And I can't believe they can't make it. And they just keep hearing from these socialists like Bernie Sanders, "Oh, it's a tax cut for the rich." So, Good. They should be able to keep their money at the end of their life. They've already paid taxes on it. And the government is not entitled to that. How is the government more entitled to that than their family is? 
United States Senate uh, Committee on Finance released a report focusing on the ineffectiveness of the death tax, specifically stating that the wealthy and well-connected use elaborate trusts and secretive shell companies to dodge the tax. Many times, wealthy individuals hire lawyers and accountants to find loopholes. Well, of course they do, because you shouldn't be able to do this. You shouldn't be able to take their, their lifetime of earnings. Family businesses that lack these resources to manage their estates are the ones who are held accountable to pay this tax rather than the wealthy. Eliminating this tax. And see, I, you don't even have to make that argument. You don't, Just accept that it's going to help the wealthy. So what? Good. Why do we have to act like wealthy people are evil? Why do we have to pretend that they deserve every screwing the government can give them? They don't. According to the Tax Foundation, repeal of the death tax will result in an estimated 23% increase in capital investment in the U.S. economy. Wow. So it'll boost productivity by 0.7%, resulting in increased labor force. $28 billion in total revenue. And of course, as I've already said, the death tax is double taxation because they paid taxes all their lives and now you're taking more. 99% of U.S. employer firms are small businesses, many of them family owned, and the death tax establishes a burden that prevents families from being able to keep the businesses and, and, and hand them down from one generation to the next. Shouldn't be able to do that? Really? Even businesses that don't end up owing on the death tax, they have to spend their limited time and resources to plan to ensure that their businesses can endure from one generation to the next. And the government makes that as difficult as they possibly can. It's unfair. It's unjust. It's immoral. Uh, 888-900-3393. We also, we're also talking about this battle uh, between Donald Trump and the Gold Star families, which is a really sad one. And I just be nice if we could let that go, move on. Let's talk about something else. But uh, the White House keeps responding to it. Angelique, hi, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hey. Hi, Pat. Um, I'm calling. Um, I'm an Army wife, and... <laughs> I just wanted to call. Um, I think it's really sad that they're politicizing uh, mm-hmm. the honor of, the, of this service member who just passed. Um, Trump's comment of uh, they know what they're getting into. He knew what he was getting into. Yet they do. They yes. do know that. And that's yes. why we honor them and respect them even more. And politicizing this is, is totally taking his honor and uh of his country away from him and i just think it's sad that they, that people want to call in or or go on a twitter war about this soldier who served honorably we should be honoring him he did know and that's why we should honor him even more yes that's absolutely right thanks angelique uh jerry in california hi you're on the blaze hi pat hey. uh, the the whole thing of this tax thing is is the super wealthy have ways of getting hiding their money. Mm-hmm. The poor they don't care about. You know the poor they're getting money free from us anyway. So what happens is the middle class gets nailed, and the liberals love to nail the middle class because that's the groups the most patriotic and votes against the Democrats themselves. So they don't mind nailing us, and we don't have no kids. They don't. I mean they don't have any kids. Uh, the the liberals. Compared to a middle <laughs> uh, middle income family, usually has at least three or four kids. True, and so therefore they're nailing them because they got their uh, what few children they do produce. 
one or two of them, usually they get the you know the benefits of all the money they have. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it. Uh, Sanders, though, meanwhile, in conducting this war, he says, why is it more important to give a $100 billion tax break to three of the wealthiest families than to feed, house, and educate 15 million people? Really, Bernie? It drives me out of my mind when they set up these false straw man arguments and then expect us to just say oh yeah that's right we it's it is better to to feed 15 million than to help three families that's that's not the issue here <laughs> it's why is it again here we are again where republicans can't defend themselves and their policies yep and as long as we're talking about immoral taxes i mean you would think that that would be low-hanging fruit the uh, estate tax but I would love to see a Bernie Sanders or someone get behind um, real tax reform on income tax because the ability to tax someone's uh, uh, taxing someone's ability to earn income, you mm-hmm. know, they're always for the working man and for the working family. You know, why don't right. you lessen the tax burden at the source? Because not all of us are going to have to pay an estate tax. So I can understand how you can make that case against someone that's not going to ever have to worry about paying that. But gee, man, I mean, there's so many immoral taxes out there, please. There, there are. And they always make this about the most extreme case imaginable. Uh, Sanders cites three billionaire families. The Walton family of Walmart. <laughs> yes, the richest people in the world. The Walmart family, if you combine their wealth, they are number one richest in the world. Charles and David Koch and... They're the fall guy of the left and Sheldon Adelson. According to the report, these families stand to gain $52 billion, uh, $38 billion, and $12 billion, respectively, in tax breaks under Trump's proposal, or altogether $102 billion. Now, they built empires, and I don't care how wealthy they are. Right. That doesn't matter. We're, are we communists now and socialists? Or are we free enterprise people? Are we capitalists still? You can't demonize these three families just because you're not taking as much taxes from them as you have been. That's not costing the government anything. You're just allowing them to keep more of their money. More of the money that they earned, by the way, by building incredible businesses like Walmart. It's just, we need to stop playing into this. Well, it's the wealthiest Americans and and the the wealthiest 1% are the only ones benefiting. Well, no, they're not. But if they benefit too, that's good because they should. They should benefit. You shouldn't be able to take 50% of anybody's earnings. It's an abomination to allow that. The rules for the estate tax apparently allow a person to inherit almost $5.5 million tax-free. Above that, Washington collects 40% right now. Senate Democrats took the total net worth of those three households, reduced it by the tax-exempt amount, and assumed the remainder would be taxed at the 40% rate. The problem is, uh, Sanders miscasts Trump's plan and the Democrat calculations are overly simplified, as always. And besides, let's say the Waltons died and left all of their money to the government. <laughs> Do you have any confidence that 
poor people are going to benefit from that? <laughs> right. Not on your life. None of us are that naive to believe that. They would squander it like they squander everything else by protecting the cave-dwelling Paiute trout and building turtle tunnels. That's what they'll do with that money. And, it, and, and no poor person will see a crumb of extra food because of it. Roberton Williams, a fellow at the Brookings Urban Institute Tax Policy Center, said Sanders is not, he, he's not even representing Trump's proposed uh, proposal for the estate tax in the first place. Trump has proposed replacing the estate tax with a requirement that estates pay income tax on all of an estate's unrealized capital gains. Even that, that's a terrible plan. Why? Is there anybody, even Ted Cruz, is anybody going to come forward and say, look, they've already paid their taxes, okay? Now they're dead. Let them leave the money to their family. The government has no right to it. This is not the government's money. They keep asking, they keep presenting this as if there's hundreds or thousands or millions of poor people who are going to benefit if you just take that money from these uh, three wicked, evil, rich families. This drives me out of my mind. And of course, once again, as always, there are no Republicans who can stand up to it. Why is that always on talk radio to do? 888-900-3393. You'll be chewing the fat with Jeffy coming up. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. I had to tell you about Patriot Mobile. This is the only conservative cell phone company that takes a portion of the proceeds that you pay them every month, up to 5%, and then they, they donate to organizations that you care about. Maybe the NRA, if you want, or Heritage Foundation, Freedom Works. Things that support traditional family values and religious freedom it's just it's a great organization big mobile on the other hand the giant companies they are giving to organizations like planned parenthood uh advocating for sanctuary cities gun control all the things that i can't stand and i i know you don't like either so call patriot mobile i know you you hear this and you think yeah maybe you should look in look into it today just pick up the phone and call them at 1-800-A-PATRIOT. You get the same nationwide coverage that you have now, but you'll also get unlimited talk and text starting at 20 bucks a month. Incredible, unheard of deal. 20 bucks a month, 1-800-A-PATRIOT, or visit the website at patriotmobile.com slash pat. That's patriotmobile.com slash pat. 
Got some tweets coming in. You can tweet to us at Pat Unleashed. And do you have those? I have those. Tell Pat. Okay, hashtag so, tell Pat. Hashtag tell Pat. All right, so we had the uh, NFL commissioner with uh, with his little post uh, meeting speech, and that was quite strange how he kept uh, leaning on a particular phrase uh, over and over again. Very odd verbal tick from uh, Roger Goodell. Very um, odd. And uh, he was very concentrated Is that the tweet? on tweet issues and communities. Uh, issues, issues and communities. And communities right? And so, issues, communities. Mm-hmm. And Rocky Not Rocky says issues reminds me of when you have to write a 500 word essay and you run out of things to write. Exactly what that sounded like. <laughs> yeah. um, Steve Matchtink uh, says everyone is screaming over Russia interfering in the election, but we have no problem with illegals and Mexico doing the same. <laughs> and GD Chapel uh, tweets, uh, mm. they won't let mm-hmm. Jeffy read to kids either. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, talking about the uh, crazy. that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's but true. Would, I you, mean, they would, will. would you want him to? Well, A, they do as long as they're not sure it's me. It's at Jeffy MRA on the Twitter. And, and by the way, it is time for Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. The familiar music. I mean, I don't, not worthy of, of the pig snort today. Or? Yeah, where's the pig, man? Oh, it's in my, it's in my office. Darn it. Why, why is it not living so in I'm here? I'm not worthy of it today. Okay. No, you're I not. I understand. Okay. I understand. Mm-hmm. Hey, good news, though. Uh, you can see Uranus with your naked eye this week. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, Uranus is supposed to look spectacular. Oh, wait, yeah, we're talking week. about the planet. Oh, yeah. my gosh. What yeah. the headline says, yes. Oh, my gosh. Your, it says Uranus about? will look spectacular this weekend. Uh, yes, it's tonight. The glory night is tonight. Uh, <laughs> bright- <laughs> glory night. <laughs> so it's gonna, it, this is the closest Uranus gets <laughs> to Earth. And... <laughs> Uh, it doesn't get any better. So Uranus is only 1.7 billion miles from away that's now. It. So that's it's the seventh planet from the sun. Look into the southeast skies. The constellation oh. Pisces. The planet, mm-hmm. right? I'm sorry. I was yes. Mm-hmm. Now I got it. Yes. The cold and windy planet has the third largest diameter in the solar system mm-hmm. and uniquely rotates on a tilt. Its blue hue stems from the methane in the planet's atmosphere. I think it also has rings. Doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, we've discovered that fairly yeah, recently. Yeah, picture think. It looks fascinating. Yeah, it's it's an amazingly cool planet. It'll be really cool. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure my wife will be out uh, taking. There's rings around so Uranus. I won't miss it. There's also there are cl- rings around Uranus. Yes, there's, and there's some. You know, from time to time, you may want to watch. There's a, some Klingons uh, that circle Uranus as well. So. Rings and Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why tonight is the yeah. night you'll be able to see with the naked eye. Yeah, Uranus. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Which good. is, when you think about it, that is incredible. It is. It's almost 2 billion miles right? away, and you can see it with your naked eye. And it's not a star, well, I mean, we see, it's a planet. We do see stars that are... Stars, yes, but they have you know their own light. Uranus doesn't have its own light. Uranus, no. Uranus, <laughs> you have, yeah. It's it a has, dark planet. It has reflected <laughs> it light. It has reflected light, yes. yeah. And if so. you, the only way that it has really is not really its own light, but I mean, you can... From time to time, you can shine a light on yeah, Uranus. Sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, yeah. Let's see it better. All right, I think we beat that to death. <laughs> oh, I can go a lot. Further. Oh, I know right. you can. I can go a lot farther I if you'd like. I don't <laughs> want you to. <laughs> really? Is that why? Uh huh. That's funny because I, I almost, I didn't get that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Remember in ancient Greece, uh, when long spears were used for vaulting over the walls of the besieged cities? Oh, sure. And, 
Yeah. How you know, can they, you forget? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what they were used for, right? Yeah. They had special people that would just run up and mm-hmm. <laughs> pull vault over the walls of cities. Well, that's why we're going to start have, having pole dancing in the Olympics. Pole I mean, dancing? Yeah, pole dancing in the Olympics. Uh, looks possible. The Global Association of International Sports Federations, mm-hmm. the GAISF, yeah. uh, confirmed that it has given observer status to the International Pole Sports Federation, the IPSF. Wait, is this sports league first? There's a sports league for uh, for pole vault. Well, there's uh, pole the International dancing? Pole Sports Federation, Keith. I mean, uh, now this is you're not talking about the pole dancing like done in strip clubs. This is mm-hmm. the, like pole vaulting over. Oh, a we're wall. talking about athletic pole dancing. Mm. That's I mean, there are some people in some of those clubs that are able to so do really athletically about pole that? dancing. Mm-hmm. And in the Olympic, that's not that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Okie doke. Patrick, Patrick you Bowman, live on this planet with the rest of us? Patrick Bowman, president of the GAISF, uh, said it was an exciting time for pole sports and added, we will do everything within our remit to help them realize their full potential and one day it's unreal. maybe become part of the Olympics. That is unreal. Now look, I mean... They took baseball out of the Olympics for a while. They're going to do well, pole dancing? Make room for baseball, pole dancing. Well, baseball is a team sport. The Olympics is more of a <laughs> single sport, and you're able to do that on your own. Okay. I mean, mm. All right. I don't know why it's got such a hard time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's one of those things. <laughs> Did you Have you ever come home or gone to another home? Like, I remember going to my folks' home one night, and... Looking in the yard, and between two bushes was a huge spider web. And you think, holy yes. cow, how am I going to, you know, you don't want to get rid of that. You want to look at it. So the only thing you have is maybe, I don't know, spray paint or something that you want to spray on it mm-hmm. so that you can see it, right, yeah. in the light. But then you got to get rid of it. Mm. And I almost, well, if I just light my lighter, just torch that bad boy right up. But the if I would have done that, mm-hmm. I just want to be clear, I didn't. Uh, you know, with the spray paint, <laughs> the uh-huh. spray paint's kind of flammable. Yeah. Uh, that thing would have torched big time. I mean, I probably would have burned down the bushes. And On a spider web? Damn near burned down the house. Mm-hmm. And we hear stories all the time, and you think, ah, how could people do that? Easy. This guy gets, tried to remove spider webs underneath his trailer, gets his blowtorch, and starts crawling under his trailer to kill all the spider webs and the spiders, and uh, he burned down his trailer. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it's not funny. The guy it, burned his not. trailer down. And people, minor injuries to the old lady that was living in there with them. I mean, they got her out, and the firemen came and ruined it. And they, obviously, they don't know. I mean, who knows how much the trailer cost? Mm. 10, 15 bucks. But, uh, I mean, trailers ain't cheap. Mm-hmm. You can quote me on that. I, I, I might. Trailers ain't cheap, especially some of the double wides. I mean, single wides, mm. you can get a good Spider's dead, though, right? The spiders oh, have died, but I bet you you didn't get them all. I bet that house burned. There were plenty of spiders that crawled Probably. away from that bad boy. Yeah. But just be careful out there. And they don't be okay. don't be torching spider webs around your house. All right, that's a good safety I mean, tip. Thank it you, is. Jeffy. I mean, have you ever wanted to do that, Pat? I no, guess I've never pro- no. Wanted to do that? No. Mm-mm. You never had a big spider web at your house? Did you thought that I thought I was going to burn? No. Yeah. You don't hate spiders enough, then, because no, I absolutely hate them, and this Either seems that. like a reasonable plan of action, quite <laughs> or frankly. Or we keep our house reasonably clean to the point where we don't have webs all over. Uh, the, it's my friend? It's underneath. <laughs> underneath. Uh, it has nothing to do with that. Okay. 
Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. I know you, Mr. Elite, Mr. Nose Up in mm-hmm. the Air, think, oh, you people with your filthy homes <laughs> have your spider webs everywhere. No, my friend, spiders are everywhere. Yep. Okay. If it wasn't for spiders and ants and cockroaches, we'd be living in a giant sinkhole. Mm. That's I don't profound. Quite follow That's that really one. If it weren't for because they're holding up buildings, man. Okay. All right. Go good, ahead. Good to know. Now in uh, Yellville, Arkansas, and I don't know if you ever been to Yellville, Arkansas. It's beautiful this time of year. I have a summer home there. Yeah. Uh, they have the uh, what's called the turkey trot every year, and they are the original. This is the seventieth year in two thousand fifteen. The seventh year, so we're like seventy. Two years in mm-hmm. of the turkey trot, uh, they are the people that actually started the dropping a turkey from an airplane. Oh, in it, Yellville, Arkansas, and they're in trouble for it now, right? Yes, they are. Yeah, now it's gone on for all this time. And remember, you know, look, are they are, dro- are they dropping frozen turkeys out of an airplane? Because that's really dangerous. No, nope. uh, no, no. Of course, I mean if it, if it's. Even not frozen, and you're dropping it from ten thousand feet, but and it that's not twenty 10, pounds. Because in the past, the FAA has said it's not intervened because they were not considered projectiles. Okay. They fly low and drop them down. Yeah, and I mean, while turkeys can't fly, yeah, um, you know, from a low, from tops of, you know, above trees and stuff, they probably, yeah, if they break a leg, who cares, right? Uh, but the, no. I don't think that's the prevailing theory. It is, no. it is by me. But Rose Hilliard, a local animal rights activist, claims uh, in her yeah. formal complaint that hey, these birds are terrorized by the pilot, and the state animal cruelty laws have been violated. A, I'm sure turkeys. that's true. Hey, they're turkeys, dumbest birds on the planet. Yeah, nobody cares. Doesn't mean you're mean Stop. to them. Come on, Pat. That doesn't mean they're you could turkeys. be. You could be, treat them we, eat, poorly. You drop them down, they break a leg. You're going to snap their neck anyway. And Pluck them and eat them. Does uh, it matter? Yeah, I I kind of don't advocate the torture of beings it's, it's before you eat them. It's, it's the turkey drop. Okay. All right. I mean, all right. I would say I don't. I don't think we should electrically probe them. No, I don't. You know, I get you there. I'm with you on that. But you think we should drop them from airplanes, and if they break a leg, a whatever. Okay. That's I mean, it's Yelkville, it's Yelville, Arkansas, turkey drop. I know. What else are you going to do in Yelkville? Right. What else are you going to do? And remember that, uh, you remember now, of course, this is the classic, uh, you know, WKRP in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. you know, where uh, the turkeys are drop, hitting the ground like bags of wet cement mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Les Nesman. <laughs> and the, As God is my witness, I thought and turkeys and could at the, at the end, uh, you know, the station manager... Um, has this to say. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> Classic KRP. <laughs> Classic KRP. We couldn't air the entire four and a half minutes. He but, thought turkeys could fly. Yeah, Mr. Carlson. I'm surprised you didn't do that story right there. I'm getting to that. All right. I may wait. Save that for tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, getting that, I'm saving you that till tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> no, we'll save that till tomorrow. It's, it's a good story. Don't. Yeah, it doesn't come out till December. He's got I mean, till that, December. That's a better story than the turkey drop. Yeah, well. Oh, that turkey drop's pretty good. Maybe we need to uh, go over your your choices uh, a little bit. All right. A little bit better. All right. All right. Do you want to move on to meet your November 2017 <laughs> playmate in his route? The first trans. 
the first, first tranny centerfold in Playboy? Tran centerfold. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's a picture for you. Uh, this is what Pat was looking at, remarking about. Unbelievable. Uh, there's a picture of it. Uh, hopefully it'll get better than that inside the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I Is there a market for that? Have there been a lot of people clamoring for that? Clamoring. Oh, yes. Oh, Pat. My gosh. That's all you hear about. This trans. And apparently, uh, Hughes signed off on it before he died. Oh, he did? That's what they say. Really? Hughes signed off on it. Now. Huh. I bet he did, because he's, I mean, he's he's a social justice guy. He's a liberal guy. He's progressive. He's. He's going to, but I mean, he does have a business though, and he's got a plan for his business and they, they've followed sort yes, of a, they have. an agenda up yes, until this have. point. And, and they, this is not. No. And then they broke their agenda a little bit by, uh, by uh, not posing completely nude. They went away from that mm-hmm. and sent people to their website, but the magazine was going to be you know, right. not completely. They were going to be clothed. So that, you know, they were trying to. And they, uh, they tried that for advocate. about a year and then they went back. I don't even think they made it a year. Yeah, they went back pretty quickly. But it's interesting because I don't, is there really, uh, are the people who, I, I don't subscribe. I don't no. buy it. I don't look at that. But I can't imagine. There's a lot of desire to see that from straight men who are buying your magazine. Mm. Right? I mean, mm. is that, I don't know anymore, man. Mm. Who knows, right? I mean, I'm with you, but who knows? Are you saying that you would want to see that? Honestly, you'd want to see a, a guy who looks like a girl Jeffy. until the clothes come off, and then you see the guy part. Ugh. No, thank you. <laughs> you see no. the guy part. Mm-mm. Oh, I who oh God, I don't know anymore. You're talking about Ennis. You Ennis Rao. are a sick despicable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is no socially redeeming quality. Anywhere inside of you. I, <laughs> Even your pornographic preference is off. <laughs> I mean, come on. 888-900-3393. So, anyway, okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I mean, tell me about your ears, because I, I don't want to know about your eyes anymore. All right. Well, they're soft and supple. They're soft and How did that happen? Because they were jammed full of stuff they before you couldn't even hear. And, what happened? And then I used uh, Wax RX. Right. The Wax yes. RX earwash system. Doctor developed. Works safely. It's not like jamming a Q-tip in there and just pushing the no, wax back in your ear. You just follow the instructions. It's very simple, really. They have the, the loosening goo. The drops. Put it in and let it sit for 10 minutes. Let it get in there and work around. Then the cleansing flush. Cleansing flush. And uh, you the stuff comes out. Warm water and it cleanses. Right. I mean, yeah, it washed it out. It cleared it out. Probably good. felt great, though. Hey, yes, it did. Didn't it? Yes, yeah. it did. That first, you know, when you realize, when you realize, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Okay, again. That was in my ear, <laughs> and then I had the pictures of them. Yeah, I mean, we don't want for some reason you don't want to see them. I but know there, just... w- there was like a washer dryer set <laughs> in your ear canal, uh, which is well, weird. It, look, I it looked more like the dryer lint, <laughs> but it wasn't under warranty. Around. Still, I mean, it's been in there for a while. Go to usewaxrx.com to order your reusable earwash system today. Use the promo code radio, and you get free standard shipping. So go to usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network.
the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Mm, mm, Still trying to recover from that mm, story mm. of the I, I, the new kid on the block at Playboy. I mean, I don't care what they do with their stupid magazine. It's, it's uh, you know, up to them. But there's a couple of assumptions I think you have to make without being discriminatory. First of all, if you're buying that magazine, you're probably a straight heterosexual man. Wouldn't right. you assume that? Yes. Odds are. That's logical, right? Sure. So why would a straight heterosexual man want to see another man dressed like a woman in the pages of that magazine naked when you're going to see that that's actually a man? I can't imagine the appeal there. I, I is that hateful of me? Yes. Is that? I mean, it just means that you, yes, you it know, is lack hateful. of imagination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, okay. I don't want to imagine any of it. So, I mean, I'll. <laughs> you're probably right about that. This guy might want to imagine it. I don't know. Yeah, Anthony Weiner. There's a. <laughs> he's getting some advice from fellow prisoners oh, uh, as he's about yeah. to go to jail. Oh boy, are they helping him? Yeah, they're helpers. They're helpful. Yeah, I yeah, got some helpful. advice. Well, for he's him. not what he's not going to uh, you know a federal penitentiary, right? No, he's not going to like Rikers Island. Yeah, or he's something. not going to a federal pen where they're mm-hmm. going to drop him into Gen Pop. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. He's going to like a Club Med. For, yeah, for yeah, don't cross the yellow line, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the that the the fence is that line there, so don't go past there. Still. I think the other inmates are going to enjoy his time there. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh, First, let's go to Lee in Alabama. Hey, Lee, you're on the blaze. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. You wanted to talk about the... uh, I don't really care, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um, Your your buddies in the morning uh, have uh, an expression they use, the hashtag juxtaprogressive, and I think that, you know... We need to start using that with uh, everything that comes out of Bernie's mouth. Uh, What should have been um, used to rebut against his comment was, uh, well, uh, don't you think that it's uh, hypocritical to have a uh, multi-million dollar beach house instead of low-income housing for a dozen families? (laughs) See? I mean, it's not difficult. Right after the election, he just bought that house, right? Right, right. Yeah, it's not difficult. You you can defend these things, and you can throw stuff in his face where he's a hypocrite. He doesn't care, though. But he doesn't. Well, no. his constituents would, though. I mean, we need to fight this battle, and it needs to be. Appreciate the call, Lee. That's uh, we're talking about the estate tax, which came up a little while ago, yeah. because there are Republicans who want to want to eliminate it, and I think they should. It's evil. It's immoral. It's wrong to tax somebody their entire life. Then when they die. The government thinks they own 40 or 50% of everything that it's already been taxed. That's damn near criminal. It is criminal. I think it is criminal. And so there's talk about getting rid of that. And Bernie Sanders is like, oh, you're going to make three billionaires richer while, uh, while thousands of poor people starve? No. First of all, you take every penny they ever earned and those poor people will still starve because the government doesn't distribute that money to the poor. Let's face it. Uh, those and those uh, those poor people, as you're representing them as, may have actually uh, been better off throughout their lives, thanks to those three rich people you're throwing under the bus for employment. Know how many jobs Walmart has supplied the world for charity help 
three to four million. It's the whatever largest whatever the case, largest employer in the world. Thank you. I mean, it's ag. It's just it doesn't make any sense. Does not. And one of the good examples that you use that I love is that they always love to make the point of uh, the pie. A piece of the pie. The pie is mm-hmm. so much. Um, there's more than one pie. America is a bakery, and you Thank just you. go bake more pies. It, it, it America uh, is an ocean of wealth. Back up your truck to the ocean and pull some wealth out of it. There's still going to be plenty for everybody else. It's not one pie, and if I take too much, you can't have any. Which is exactly why the rest of the world wants to come here. Right. That's exactly right. Tracy in Virginia. You're on the blaze. Hi. Can you hear me? Yep. Through the miracle of the me? telephone. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you too, Jeff. Uh, okay, good. Uh, first time caller. been listening to you guys for years. Thank um, you. I put my wife through college as an over-the-road truck driver to be a, a registered nurse, and it took everything I could do to get her through that. And the first year that she went to work, this has been 10 years ago, um, it didn't take long to figure out that I was worth more as a tax exemption not working than uh, contributing to the the working force. So are you a stay-at-home dad? No, I have currently went back to work. I have took the Obama years off. Um, (laughs) The only good thing I can say out of the Obama years, I'm... uh, talented in many areas i built us a house that we actually own nice that's great see that's that's a despicable despicable part of the government they make it more worthwhile for people not to work than to work and make us a less industrious Wish society I Obama years off. yeah i know you do triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. gray only on the blaze radio network is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 is Pat Gray Unleashed. Wow, talk about really poor taste. Really bad judgment. Really kind of disgusting. In Las Vegas, there is a home that features... This is in Las Vegas. They have a Vegas strong... Uh, sign up on their wall and then on the grass they have 58 gravestones halloween gravestones that say rest in peace no is that i what are you thinking is that a house or yeah it's a house the display was put up outside a home just uh this week i mean this this tragedy just happened you talk about too soon. I, I don't think it will ever be time for that. Images show rows of spooky Halloween-style gravestones with images of spiders on them, along with the letters rest in RIP and a U.S. flag on each. Behind the display, and it's lit up at night, is a banner that reads Vegas Strong. The display has since been taken down, as you can kind of imagine, I would guess the neighbors went out of their minds over this. I'd be the first one knocking on that door. 
too little too late for some people who who uh, took to the internet to talk about how insensitive it was. Well, of course. I mean, that's just it's kind of despicable. One person tweeted, that's twisted and tasteless. Halloween is about fantasy. We don't need this daily morbid reminder of our city's anguish now or ever. Another one wrote, I find this so disrespectful. What's wrong with people? I don't know. That's a good, uh, that's a good question. Others were more understanding and defended the intentions of the person who put up the display. <laughs> that seems like it would be hard to do. I... Uh, that's really tasteless. And you can do it, I guess. It's your yard. You have that right. That's not the question. It's whether you should do it or not. There's a lot of things that we have a right to do that we probably shouldn't do. Uh, (laughs) That's amazing. Mm. 888-900-3393. Also, this story about uh, an Olympic sports executive in Great Britain suggesting... Kind of an interesting uh, idea to stop athletes from doping. Well, just microchip them. I'm sorry? Just like you would your dog. Just put a microchip in them. Uh, Some people say we shouldn't do this to people. (laughs) World Olympian Association CEO Mike Miller said during a speech at at Westminster Media Forum. He said, well, we're a nation of dog lovers. We're prepared to chip our dogs and it doesn't seem to harm them. So why aren't we prepared to chip ourselves? I think there's a difference between dogs and people, Mike, but uh, maybe that's just me. Miller admitted he was no Steve Jobs during his speech. He didn't elaborate on how exactly this would work, but said the technology is coming soon and would allow anti-doping agencies to monitor athletes at all times, not just periodically through collected samples. Yeah, First of all, you're talking about uh, if you do that in America, it'd be unconstitutional. Maybe in Britain you're okay with this. We need to keep in front of the cheats, he said. I believe that in order to stop doping, we need to chip our athletes where the latest technology is there. Uh, Yeah. um, Good hmm. idea. You know what? Hey, at least we'll know exactly the time they cross the finish line. Yeah. So there's a benefit. Well, we'll know when they go to the bathroom. We'll know what they eat for dinner. We'll know just about everything. Seriously, you, you talk about it all the time where... We get more and more comfortable with with our electronic devices that eventually are just going to be implanted in us anyway. I mean, this as ridiculous as this sounds to us, and as 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 just Mm. it just sounds insane. But you can see a segment of the population that would just be ah yeah, it's fine because look, it's for my health. It's going to be more convenient. I'm going to be able to buy stuff quicker. I mean, it's there's a lot of people who think, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. I don't care if they're monitoring me. And that, again, that's not the point. The point is, it's really intrusive, and there is no the government has no business doing things like that. Uh, no, no business has any business doing things like that to their employees. Think about that. And there's a lot of people though who line up for this. When we were talking about the digital angel thing, which is a chip inside, and I think they were planting it in people's wrists, right. and they would put it inside, and they were selling it that. Uh, Okay, this is, comes equipped with GPS. So if your child is ever kidnapped, mm-hmm. we'll be able to locate them. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be great? It mm-hmm. it's, could save your child's life. Also, for adults, if you ever have a heart attack, let's say, it would immediately uh, detect that and notify 911 emergency services. It would then send your vital stats 
to the emergency personnel that are coming for you, and it would help them be prepared for all the things you need. It might save lives. And that's how this stuff is always presented. Uh It'll save lives. It'll be more convenient. You know, the chip, you can also use it to just swipe across uh, a, a scanner in a grocery store. You wouldn't have to have your card with you. You've always got your wrist with you. Why not just swipe it across the scanner? And then it's automatically deducted from your bank account. You don't even have to carry your card with you. It'd be so convenient. So that's how they'll sell it. That's how they'll get rid of cash in society. And that's how they'll sell this. And then you'll only be able to conduct business in this manner. Oh. Which is where that prophecy in, in Revelation comes from. That you won't be able to conduct business or commerce without that mark. And that's why people are worried that, well, maybe the chip is the mark. <laughs> yeah, it's a legitimate concern. Uh, think of all of the ways that we are connected to something. Whether uh-huh. through our phones, our TVs, our cars, everything. Yeah. I'm going to keep one area clear of being tracked or connected to something else, and that's my body. So let's just stay, stay out of yeah, the Yeah, the digital angel device, I remember, as you continue to have it inside of you, it becomes a part of you. Like it, it sort of morphs into your system, and then it runs on your body's electrical wavelength. No. And so you can't even remove it. If you did, it would do you some kind of harm. It was Evil. it was amazing technology. And I thought, who would do this? And then I heard people, there was a waiting list of 3,000 people to have it done because of the convenience and because of the safety features. Uh, we'll, we'll do, we'll give up any kind of, we'll give up any kind of freedom for our for our convenience mm-hmm. or our safety. It's getting more and more like that. Yep. It, it really is. And it's it's kind of frightening because, you know, there's probably a lot of people, too, who don't buy into the to the prophecies in Revelation. And that's fine. If you're not if you're not Christian and, and you don't you don't believe in that, that's it's understandable then that you might have a chip implanted in your body. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Chris in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Hey, how's it going, Pat? Doing good. All right. The, uh, yeah, I was listening to you a while ago talk about the uh, display in Nevada. Uh, yeah. Very, very inappropriate. However, I do think it's when you said, uh, that I heard you say there was an American flag behind it, it sounds yeah. like there was good intentions, just yeah, very, it's, very poor judgment. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Uh, but still, it's hard to imagine that you would... You would think about that, and you would think about these sort of jokey gravestones and think, yeah, it's going to be great. I'll just put it up. It'll yeah. be a tribute. It'll be a nice tribute to them. <laughs> it didn't yeah, work yeah, out that way. It yeah. did not. No, it kind of no. Yeah, the best laid plans of mice and men. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Susan in Rhode Island. You're on the blaze. Hello. How Hi. are you, Pat? Doing good. Good. Uh, with regard to the estate tax. And how we want that to be abolished. Yeah. I think our approach is wrong. I think we have a whole generation of people out there that have been brainwashed into thinking they're entitled to other people's money. Yep. So when we keep saying um, if we abolish the estate tax, that'll create more jobs, more opportunity. They don't want that. They don't want jobs. They don't want opportunity. They want a piece of the action. They want free education. Mm -hmm. They want a minimum yearly income. 
I think we have to start standing up and looking them straight in the eye and saying, you're not entitled to other people's money, to other people's earnings that they've earned all their life. You need to stand up for yourself, period. <laughs> I think our approach is wrong. Yeah, that's a tough discussion to have with the millennials. I know. It's a tough I one know. to have. But you're right. I'm not opposed to that. I'm oppo- I'm what I am opposed to is standing back and letting the Democrats control this discussion all the time. That's what I hate. So if the direct approach works, I and maybe it would. Let's try it. I'm I'm all about that. Thanks, Susan. We should certainly at least be fighting this battle because for years no one has. Everybody just looks at the estate tax and says, well, yeah, you know, uh, we could fund a lot of programs with that 50% of everybody's wealth once they die. And nobody says, wait a minute, that's not, you don't, you're not entitled to that. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't care how many people it will help. If the guy wills it to those people, that's one thing. But if the guy or, or woman, but they have worked, they have labored their entire lives to accumulate whatever they have at the end. And, and they've paid taxes on all of that wealth already. Now you're going to tax them again. It's just, it's so despicable. And like Susan said, we've been conditioned to just accept it. Mm-hmm. It just beat us over the head with this stuff. And we say, thank you, please, may I have another? And they beat us over the head with it again. And we say, thank you. Wow, can I have another? It's time to stop that. <laughs> it's time to stop that. Uh, 888-933-93. We'll get more of your calls uh, coming up here in just a second. Let me tell you about the Cosmo Hertz Kids campaign. CosmoHertzKids.com is on a mission. Victoria Hurst started this campaign. And she's part of the Hearst family. The Hearst Corporation owns and is the publisher of Cosmopolitan Magazine, known as Cosmo. So it's, it's not like she's trying to censor the magazine. She's not. It's not like she wants to drive them out of business. She doesn't. She just The goal here is to have states material, harmful to minor laws, applied to Cosmopolitan magazine like it is other forms of pornography. And then it can't be sold to anybody under the age of 18. Now, if you're over 18, if you're 18 or above, and you want Cosmo, knock yourself out. But if you're a child, if you're a kid, if you're younger than 18, shouldn't be allowed to purchase that stuff. So if you believe that children need to be protected from pornography, like I do, like Victoria Hearst does, then take a stand against it and visit CosmoHertzKids.com. That's CosmoHertzKids.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Nine hundred three three nine three. Uh, Pat Gray unleashed. Been talking about uh, uh, quite a number of things today. There's so much going on from the Gold Star family battle with uh, Donald Trump, which is really unfortunate. And if there's advisors 
in the White House who are still sensitive to things that are kind of inappropriate. Maybe you might direct them away from this battle. Just let this one go. Just let it go. Uh, the battle you shouldn't let go, however, is the battle over the estate tax. Can we? Can somebody please stand up and say, this isn't about the wealthy keeping their money. It's that the wealthy should keep their money when they die and pass it on to their loved ones, not to the government. And the government always makes it out like, well, we're, we're servicing poor people. This will help them eat. You're talking about giving a sandwich to a six-year-old at school. Uh, this will fund school lunch programs. Oh, that's what you're going to use it for? Okay, yeah. Uh, sure you are. You know how the government squanders money. You know it's not going to end up in the hands of anybody who needs it. Now, if, if a wealthy person wants to leave their money to a charity, that's great. They should. But if they want to leave it to their kids, that's also great. And they should. This is still America. Let's not pretend that because people are successful and wealthy that they're evil. And even I have noticed lately, even Republicans and even conservatives are falling into that trap. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't want the wealthiest to be able to keep $38 billion that they earned. That's too much money. Well, that's the Barack Obama theory. Well, I think at some point you've earned enough money. We don't feel that way, right? I, I certainly don't. 888 also, some interesting, uh, along these lines, some interesting developments with Bitcoin. Uh, when you're talking high technology, you're talking about putting chips into people. You're talking about going cashless. And then along comes Bitcoin. And initially, it's worth, I believe at the very beginning, it was worth 0. 0.0004 cents per coin (laughs) then when it really kind of kicked into gear it had shot up to three hundred dollars per coin then Hmm? it went up to a thousand fifteen hundred two thousand twenty five hundred three thousand thirty five hundred four thousand forty five hundred i'm not sure where it is today oh can you look and see where bitcoin is it literally just jumped again did it really? Yeah, I got an app here on my phone. Is, that's Hang crazy. On. Let's see if I can. Crazy. Uh, right now. Okay, Bitcoin is five thousand six hundred sixty-two dollars ninety-one cents. Fifty-six hundred. Five six six two. Oh my god. Yep. It's at fifty-six hundred dollars per coin. Yeah. Oh, and I thought about it too. I thought. Yeah, maybe you know, <laughs> maybe I should buy a few coins at three hundred apiece. <laughs> and of course, I didn't. Did not. That's that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> I screw up financial opportunities. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I do. Yeah. That's what I'm known for. It's what I'm most famous for. But listen to this. This is a uh, uh, Bitcoin expert talking about where Bitcoin is headed. What we're trying to do is recognize that. The, the creation of value in the future is in the digital world. I mean, all future great businesses are going to be mm-hmm. digital. And with that concept, Bitcoin represents a store of value because it's an encrypted, personal encrypted database that for seven years hasn't been hacked. I mean, that yes, is a way to good. store value. And if personal information is our gold, Bitcoin is our digital gold. 
Um, right. So we think that the gold market, which is nine trillion, get this, and for a generation of investors, gold was their store of value. Mm-hmm. I think this next generation of young people view Bitcoin as their store of value, and and if it, if it captures five percent of the gold market, it's worth at least twenty five thousand dollars per unit. Twenty <laughs> five. He expects it to go up to twenty five thousand per unit. Well, we we talked to one of the uh, Bitcoin vendors from one of the biggest vendors of Bitcoin sales uh, on Glenn's show a mm, couple months ago. And that guy believes it could either go to zero, which obviously is possible, or the other, the other direction that he thinks it will top out is $1 million per coin. So he said, is it irresponsible to just buy a whole bunch of Bitcoin? Yes. Yes, it is. But it's also irresponsible to not own at least one. Because if it goes up, if you buy it today at $5,600, but you don't want to do that unless you can afford to lose the $5,600. To me, that's really important. If you have $5,600 and it's everything you have in life, you don't want to invest in a Bitcoin. But if you have $5,600 and it's a small part of your savings and you've built up some savings over, over time maybe your entire life, and you've got a portfolio. An investment of one Bitcoin is not a bad idea because if it goes to 25000 well, you've, you know, you've quintupled your money. If it goes to a million, you might be set forever, which would be pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, and how, how does that tie in it, it, to all of the chip talk and uh, cashless society? Because that could be the currency of the future. Hmm. 888-900-3393. Now, I bought a Bitcoin, like it's called a Litecoin. Mm-hmm. So it's not nearly, you, you have the hopes that it's going to be a, a like a Bitcoin, it's a, right? It's, it's a similar currency, but not yeah. Bitcoin. Is yeah. What you're and so. And what's that at? About six weeks ago, I bought one. Mm-hmm. Just so I could say I had one is for forty eight dollars. After all, like there was like a two dollar transaction fee, so I paid okay. forty eight. It's up to fifty nine eighty four at this moment. Uh, that's, so mean, in six weeks, it's it's pretty good. Gone up with quite it's a bit. It's not Bitcoin, but it's pretty good. Right. Maybe it'll get there. Who Bitcoin knows? wasn't Bitcoin for quite a while. That's what I'm hoping. Exactly. Yep. Frank in New Jersey, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hey, Frank. Uh, that's why I called. Uh, is that Bitcoin? And the microchip you were talking about in people, mm-hmm. if you have the microchip in you, the government's going to track you forever. <laughs> well, they will have that ability, yeah. Right. They'll have that ability. And the Bitcoin. I'm confused about that thing. I've never seen one. I'd like to see one before I would purchase one. Yeah, it's mostly digital. and do, digital. I, I think they actually exist somewhere right. with somebody. But they're, uh-huh. th- it's just a digital currency, and so you I don't see. actually ever hold one in your hand. It's just no, in your, well, in your, yeah. I it's, like to hold like yes. hundred dollar bills in my pocket. I know I'm kind of old school like that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'd like to have it. I'd like to have that material in my hand. Yes, I understand that. I really do. Thanks for the call, Frank. But the wave of the future is digital. So if you believe in that wave, you should ride that wave. If you don't, if you believe in only tangible things like gold, gold will never drop to zero. Bitcoin might, but gold won't ever uh, have that happen. Neither would land. 
So if you're old school, maybe maybe Bitcoin's not for you. I mean, it, you get, you got to really do some homework before you say, yeah, you know what I'm going to do is buy a thousand Bitcoins at fifty six hundred dollars per. Uh, that's not a good but idea. Don't take too long on doing that homework, or you're going to end up like Pat and never buy it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. We first started talking about this when Bitcoin went to twelve hundred, and I thought, well, okay, I'm out of that market now. I can't even. I'm not going to buy any. Right. And then all of a sudden it was at three thousand, and I'm like, I could have bought it a thousand. I would have tripled already. Ugh. Now it's at fifty six hundred, and I could have bought it three thousand, and I would have made a fortune. Jesus, uh, crazy, frustrating. Uh, John in Kentucky, welcome to the Blaze. Yeah, yeah. How you feel doing? Good, good. Uh, on the mark of the beast, um, I'm elaborate on that a little bit. Uh, three times in Revelation it says in the head, which basically means knowledge. And the last time it says it, it's on the head where God marks his people. Mm-hmm. In Ezekiel, it talks about God's Sabbath being a mark between him and his people, and everybody would know it, which is Saturday. And this rapture theory is kind of taken out of context, and the knowledge that Satan comes at the sixth trump, not the seventh that Christ comes from, Mm-hmm. So you're going to think it's Christ when he comes, and, you know, he's going to, he imitates Christ, basically, is what he does. Yeah. And all that. And you can check this stuff out, and somebody finds something better than that on me, and you know what, I've studied quite a bit on it, and that's the best I can come up with. And so does that mean you're concerned about the chip or not? Oh, I wouldn't worry about the chip. Really? Okay. You know, no, that's all just right. smarter huh. than that. Yeah, okay. When he comes, uh-huh. he don't claim to be Christ and everything. And yeah, all this good stuff. Okay, appreciate it. Thanks, John. I, I think it's pretty clever. Of uh, if this isn't, I'm not saying it is, but it's a it's pretty a pretty clever move of the adversary. If if he got us to believe the planting a chip in in your wrist is the only way you can conduct business, it's going to be convenient for you. It's going to be safe for you. It'll save your children's lives. All that's pretty convincing, uh, because I think most people thought of the Mark of the Beast in a completely different light 50 years ago, and they just thought, you know, some evil overlord would force us to just mm-hmm. get the mark. Right. It, it doesn't work that no way. No way would we do it voluntarily, and right. now look at our society. Now look at it. We're doing it voluntarily. <laughs> a whole lot of stuff voluntarily. And if you do it voluntarily, and it is the Mark of the Beast, he's got gotcha. you. 888-900-3393. Hey, a little something to chew on there for a few minutes here on The Blaze. Pat Gray, The Blaze Radio Network. Network. 888-900-3393. Any minute now, uh, Robert Spencer is going to speak on the University of Florida campus. <laughs> this is, it's such a snowflake 
state now, apparently, that Governor Rick Scott declared a national no, or a state emergency. Stop! A state emergency. I swear, if they don't publicize it at all... Nobody comes. Nobody knows it's happening. I would have never known he was speaking at the University so of Florida. Everybody's there. Everybody's there to protest Nazis. Uh, I mean, he is a alt-right guy. Sure. But is he a neo-Nazi? I don't know that much about Richard Spencer. I don't pay attention to him because he's a goofball. And, and he has no relevance in my life. But in to, to declare a, a state of emergency... <laughs> In Florida, wow. just because somebody's giving a speech, wow, wow, we've gotten to a weird place. You can tweet at us at uh, Pat Unleashed, as Sean did. I hear that Me- the Mexico that Mexico wants. Oh, they did put the the Mexico, the Mexico, in honor of Miss South Carolina from 2007, <laughs> which we still play all the time. I hear that the Mexico wants pole vaulting over walls to become an Olympic event. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, they they'd win all the gold, uh, silver, and bronze medals in that. I think. Uh, at Pat Unleashed from Jenny B. Wow, Jeffy is really is evil. Leave those turkeys alone. Yeah, he wants to throw them out of planes, and he doesn't think it's a big deal if they break their leg or, you know, get damaged or hurt in some way. Uh, I you know I'm not a hunter, uh, but and I'm not a huge animal guy certainly not an activist of any kind i just don't like to kill things i don't like to hurt things yeah uh there was a squirrel that ran across the road today and i hit the brakes so hard i almost flew through the windshield if it weren't for my car's automatic emergency thing where it jams you back with the seatbelt, the seatbelt immediately tightens and this and the and the car comes to a complete stop oh boy uh, I would have killed a, a squirrel and it would have ruined my day. But it worked out okay. But it worked out okay. I'm, I'm the same Squirrel's way, man. alive. I, I just had a flashback as you're talking about that. When I was uh, driving from Atlanta to Houston to come and work with you, uh, I was in Louisiana and a turtle crossed in front of the highway. Yeah, I don't like killing And I, I came off two wheels to try to avoid that thing. <laughs> yeah. And right now I've got an infestation of mice in my house and I'm like, I don't want to kill you. Oh, but I'm okay you with have, killing mice. You broke the contract. Yeah. You're not outside. You're not paying rent. Prepare you're, to you're, die. You're going to go. Yeah, it's just like a Princess Bride. You killed my father. Prepare to die. You came into my home. Prepare to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, the road to hell. Here, this from uh, GD Chapel. The road to hell is paved with the promises of microchip implants. <laughs> I, Another pretty. I've good. got. I've got one more. You're not going to appreciate, but uh, definitely a longtime listener. A TMB Jackal Q10 uh, tweets to you. Just a friendly reminder to Pat that between Bitcoin and Clear Channel, he could be lounging on a beach somewhere. <laughs> Thank you for that. I didn't want to bring that up, but so, he did, so I'm going to. <laughs> obviously a longtime listener. I've told the story before. <sighs> uh, in the early 90s, Glenn and I were leaving Baltimore, and we were entertaining some job offers. And uh, Clear Channel came to us with an offer to go to Connecticut and do the station that was making the most money in the chain. Uh, but it's a smaller market, obviously, than than Baltimore and Washington was. So they wanted us to, in lieu of $10,000 worth of salary, they were going to give us $10,000 in Clear Channel stock. Mm-hmm. Now, Clear Channel had not yet exploded. And to Glenn and I, Clear Channel was a joke at the time. We're <laughs> like, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, do we, would we like some extra toilet paper? Sure. <laughs> 
That's kind of how we considered Clear Channel stock. We probably said that to each other, too. Oh, we did. We did. Uh, we, we might have said it to Mark Mays, who was making the offer to us. So, anyway, mm-hmm. to make a long story even longer, uh, had we taken the $10,000 a piece in uh, lieu of salary and just taken that in, in Clear Channel stock. Right. Clear Channel, a couple of years later, exploded. Their stock went to from like a dollar fifty a share to ninety five dollars a share. Oh, it went! It I, I, I know for a fact it got to about one twenty seven or so. I won't tell you why I know that. And then it split. Mm. And so, oh, I'm sorry. when it split, it only went back to about eighty, and then it climbed up to over ninety again, and it split again. Had we done all the right things. With that stock, it would have meant two and a half million dollars a piece. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not the guy who's going to be investing in Bitcoin at the right time. I would have never met you. That's not me. I would have been sad. (laughs) We would have never crossed paths. There'd have been no turtle in Louisiana when I drove to work for you. You know, I still would have worked. It's just that Uh it would be nice that you could, you know, not be stressed over money issues. No kidding. Really. You could have put that in the bank. You could have invested that. We could have. Oh, I hate to think, but so thank you for the reminder. Yeah, you're that's, welcome. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-933-93. Also, we've been talking about the uh, death tax, that, that chip inside people, which really bothers me, and apparently not some others, as we've heard on the phone. Uh, Paul in Maine, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey, Paul. I, hey, I just want to let you know real, for, real quick, uh, I been listening to you since you pretty much started the show i don't listen to rush anymore so i i appreciate your oh. humor and everything else and thank I, you i love jeffy on now so <laughs> thank you uh, i'm just wondering why uh why are they waiting until people die to take their property you know it's i mean bernie's a place uh in vermont is a million and a half or something like that he's mm. old enough now why doesn't uh why don't we just take it now he's pretty much dead as it is <laughs> well and he's had what, 75 years to enjoy that stuff? Right. Yeah, you're right. Let's just take so it from him do, right now. Well, we'll put a, we'll put an age limit on it. You get the 70, and then we'll take your stuff. <laughs> that's all it is, is socialism. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Uh, at that point, when you start making it personal about their own stuff, why then it changes, obviously. But that, maybe those are the kinds of arguments we need to make. Why wait until you're dead? They're rich. They don't deserve it. It should be somebody else. And that's Vermont where they tax your view. If you have a nice view from your house, oh, that's an extra tax right there. I, I'm for, I, I don't know if they, I doubt they ever repealed that, but uh, that, that was a law about 15 years ago. I remember that. Uh, uh, wow. Tax. Let me do some Googling. Gordon in Florida. Welcome to the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, I just wanted to let you know... Um, I actually personally bought some Bitcoin here recently, and you don't have to pay, even though it is like 5000 or 5500 you don't have to pay that amount. So you can buy a fraction of a coin. Oh, yeah, right. Or $100 or whatever the case may be. Right. And because it's digital, they can divide it as many times as they want. So Exactly. How much did, so did you buy a whole coin or not? I didn't. I actually have three one-hundredths of a coin. Whenever I bought it in March, it was around $1,900 a coin. Uh, and it, so it's gone up. When I bought 50, it's gone up. I have about 200 worth now. Wow, so, that quickly, huh? Um, that's pretty good. That, that quickly, yeah. That's pretty good. If it ever goes up to a million, you know, that's going to treat you pretty well. That's right. I got yep. a good retirement plan. Yep. 
Thanks, Gordon. And that's exactly how you should look at it. You know, it, it, this could ensure our future or if you've got $5,600 that you, you know, aren't critical to you and you just lost 5600 bucks. Uh, but, but as he said, though, you don't even have to buy a full coin. You could buy 0.001% of a coin if yeah, you wanted as to. as much or as little as you want. Uh, Keith in Florida, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, um, how you doing, Pat? Good. Um, I, was listen- I was listening to y'all's discussion about the market of beef. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you on the technology. I'm not a real fan of the technology, but mm-hmm. I've, always, I've always been a believer that the Antichrist is not going to come and try and scam you into taking his mark. He's going to want you to make a conscious decision. Like, you got to make a decision for Christ. He mm. wants you to make a conscious decision. He may pressure you by not allowing you to um, uh, buy and sell with this chip technology. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's actually going to be a decision where you follow him because he wants you to follow him. Not he, he don't want to scam you into it. Right. That's, that's just what I think. Right. And then, yeah, because then... That's more of, I'm compromising my soul to do this. Right. Yeah, and you're going into that with your eyes wide open. I don't know. That's a right. legitimate point, Keith. I have to ponder that a little bit because that's that's an interesting point, which would mean none of these things so far are are that particular mark of the beast that we've been warned about in prophecy. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, I mean, I yeah. believe they might use that technology, but yeah, we yeah. go into that decision. Yeah. All right. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Keith. Carol in California, welcome to The Blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. Um, Pat, I'm sorry. Yes, Pat. Yes, you, <laughs> um, you First got time it. I've called in. Um, I want to make a comment about the turkey drop. Okay. Um, they can fly, but they wouldn't be able to fly once they're dropped out on an airplane. And why, why is and that? We're talking, about li- we're talking about live turkeys, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, we have turkeys here. I'm in the foothills of the Sierras. We have wild turkeys here. And they do fly. They can get up. They can fly into trees to keep away from the predators. Really? And so, huh. yes, yes. And you don't want to have one hit your windshield because it'll shatter. And I had one fly over my hood when I was driving down the road and about scared the heck out of me. I bet. Um, because, yes. And so, um, you know, and if you see a flock of turkeys, you definitely want to stop. Uh, so... So, if you dropped it out of a plane, it couldn't just start flapping wings and fly? No, because no, because they can't. I don't think they can. We have turkey vultures that uh, fly a couple thousand feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, you know, those are predators. Um, and uh, but the turkeys, the, the, no, they're, they're, their wings, I don't think they could manage to fly down if they were dropped from a couple thousand feet. No. <laughs> so it's not a good idea to killing. drop them out of a plane. Would I, no, would I, I think that's so inhumane. Yes. I think that's very inhumane. Yes, so. I think so, too. All right. Thanks, Carol. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> but I, Jeffy doesn't care about that. No. I, I, <laughs> no he doesn't care about that. No. Today's a very special day. Yeah. It's Sports Equinox Day. Awesome. What does that mean? It means there's the NHL going on, uh, NBA, NFL, and a Major League baseball playoff game all of those happening on the same day it's really rare it's only happened uh 15 times throughout history there's nine in nhl games three nba one nfl and the playoffs uh for major league baseball that's so cool that is cool that's a it's a big sports day i love that 
Uh, the first time it happened was 1971, and it's uh, this is uh, only the 15th again. Only the 15th time it's ever happened in history. Yeah, and most of the time what happens on a Sunday, NFL big day, a couple times on a Monday, and this is what, the first Thursday occurrence. Huh. How about that? That is really cool. 888 900 I still can't get over this this tweet by Bernie Sanders. This guy is such a nightmare, and yet... Somehow he's he's made these inroads with the millennials. And I think it's because millennials have been so indoctrinated in the educational system. So they're they're all over probably this plan. Why is it more important to give a $100 billion tax break to three of the wealthiest families than to feed, house, and educate 15 million people? His point is that when the Waltons die, they're going to have a vast fortune there that... They'll want to pass on to their children, probably. Um, maybe they want to pass it on to PETA. I don't know, but it's it's theirs to pass on to whomever. So they stand to gain $52 billion if you eliminate the estate, the estate tax. And why not? You've already paid taxes on all of that money. But to allege that 15 million people would greatly benefit and, and be fed and housed and educated... Because you took this money away from billionaires is ludicrous. That's not how the system works. That's not, that is not the efficiency of the government. Uh, and being forced. The other thing that I, I like to see him do is to talk about how Christians uh, should be all over socialism. They should be all over socialist policies because Jesus would have been. He, he wanted us to feed, feed the poor. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. He wanted of our own free will. Because that's the only time it's really charity. If I give because I want to, then that's charity. If I give because you took it from me by force, that's not charity. That's called stealing. Triple eight nine hundred. Oh, I thought you were going to say that's called taxes. And which it, yes, I guess it's a synonym which, for stealing. Exactly right. <laughs> More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. go any further i gotta i gotta tell you about my patriot supply when you were a kid you wore a helmet uh on your on your bike right no probably not uh silly question because most of us most of us didn't wear helmets when we were younger and now it's a big thing and you can't imagine any children not wearing a helmet when they ride their bike but a lot of americans don't prepare for any kind of emergency falling off a bike or weather related emergencies which we've seen so much of this year hurricane after hurricane earthquakes fires tornadoes you just never know what's going to happen where you might be cut off from the food supply for a short time to a medium or long period of time that's why my patriot supply is such a great investment that's why it adds i'll i'll when we got our year supply i just it was a weight off of my shoulders and it can be for you, too. And you can start with just 102 servings of survival food 
breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, less than a dollar per serving. So if it's just you, that's good for about a month. If it's you and, you know, a family of four, it's that would be enough food for each of you for a week. Which is great. By then, you know, help should have arrived. Mm-hmm. So get their 102-serving survival food supply right now for less than a dollar per serving by calling 888-411-5293. 888-411-5293 or order online at preparewithpat.com. That's preparewithpat.com. So, Pat, yeah. We just got this uh, yeah. tweet in yeah. to rub in my mm-hmm. lack of intelligence and... <laughs> So know it all. So you're lamenting not having purchased any Bitcoin. Yet. I'm a terrible investor. Mm-hmm. I, I'm terrible with money. So we we told you the story about Clear Channel stock, mm-hmm. which when it was offered, if had we done the right things with it, had we accepted mm-hmm. it first of all, it would have wound up being about 2.5 million dollars. Right. Instead, you walked away with 10,000 so cash. Had, that we had somebody taxed. tweet, yeah, an even worse scenario. Yeah, that said, hey, you know, uh, TMB Jackhole Q10. Um, the guy that reminded you of the Clear Channel Fund. Yeah. Uh, he says, just imagine the possibilities if Pat could have invested that $2.5 million from Clear Channel into Bitcoin. Just keep pouring salt in that wound. <laughs> and then douse it with rubbing alcohol. Yeah, I think we're up to about... Uh, your okay, lo- so if you take the $2.5 million, you invest it all in Bitcoin. Right. And let's say I invested it at the right time, like $300 a coin. Or Now it's 5600 so the resulting number... Yeah, so if you get out on the ground floor of Bitcoin with that mm-hmm. $2.5 million payday from Clear Channel stock, you would have walked away right now with... You want me to tell you this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, how much would it be? $14 trillion. $14 trillion? Mm-hmm. Not billion? <laughs> no, 14 No, so it's a million. I'm looking at the... Oh, billion. Sorry. Okay, fourteen billion. I'm sorry. Yeah, trillion seems like a that yeah. seems like a lot. Fourteen billion. Sorry. Fourteen billion would have that would have yeah. set us up for a little while. Fourteen. Not the fourteen. That's trillion? obviously best case scenario. And if I had done all the right things with the Clear Channel stock, yeah. actually made the two and a half million, and then did the right thing with the Bitcoin stock mm-hmm. with that two and a half million, it would now be fourteen billion. Fourteen billion dollars. It would have been best <laughs> be case one scenario. Of the richest people in the world. Instead, you ended up with the worst case scenario, which was zero. <laughs> which is zero. Nada. Oh, sorry. Nothing. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you for rubbing that in. DMB Jackal. Q two. That's great. <laughs> oh, you know what else I wanted to get to is this Eric Holder nonsense. He is attacking. Donald Trump, because Trump said that Obama didn't call gold star families. And I'm sure that he called some. Did he get to all of them? Apparently not, because as has been pointed out, General Kelly didn't get a call from him when he lost his son. So Holder tweeted out something pretty nasty and uh, about the president and was asked about that. You tweeted directly to him that he and it's Jake Tapper, who is tremendous. Stop the damn lying. You're the president. Um, you were tweeting to him directly, so I wanted to ask, if you had an audience with him, just one-on-one, what would you say to him about what he said about President Obama? I would have said, uh, Mr. President, you crossed the line there. And, uh, you know, I understand you've got a tough job. 
uh, I generally hold my powder. Um, but that was a line that you, you cross. It was an unfair thing. Uh, President Obama, mm-hmm. you know, spent a great deal of time dealing with those issues, interacting um, with people uh, who had suffered those kinds of losses, the yeah. relatives of people who had suffered those, both those losses, um, and to imply that um, President Obama was not appropriately sensitive, not appropriately involved, was, uh, was something that I was simply not going to allow to go unaddressed. That was not going to, that, that made me mad in a way that a uh, few other things have. And that's why I, I was as direct mm. in that tweet as I was. And I would tell it, you know, I'll t- I would tell the president uh, the, the same thing and in the same language that I used in, uh, in that tweet. Stop the damn line. Stop the damn line because it, it was a damn line. And if anybody knows damn lies, it's Eric Holder because he he spews <laughs> damn lies all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and some really meaningful lies too, like the uh, Fast and Furious bullcrap that he tried to pin, and so did Obama on the Bush administration, saying that was a policy they inherited. That's what that's how they tried to pawn this off at the beginning. Nothing could have been further from the truth. That was not a George Bush program. It was not done under George W. Bush. It was done under Obama and Eric Holder, where they ran guns to drug trafficking cartels, and those same guns killed Americans. At the border, uh, they were they were used in the attack on um, the Paris Charlie Hebdo mm-hmm. terrorist mm-hmm. attack. I mean, they've shown up all over the world, and it was his horrible policy and his lies afterward that were the cause of that. I mean, hundreds of people have been murdered because of that policy. And then he's got the unmitigated gall to be calling Trump a damn liar. Come on. And this is a guy who believes that people need to be brainwashed, by the way. What I've asked is that the creative community in Washington, those ad agencies that create these snappy ads and make me buy things that I don't Mm -hmm. really need, um, devote that talent in a more constructive way so we can get at the minds uh, of these young people. I've also called on the newspapers and the television stations to devote to us uh, time and space Mm. so that we Mm -hmm. can get these ads, so we can use these spots. I've also asked people who have influence over youngsters, uh, entertainers, uh, athletes, to be involved in this program as well. But not only them, community leaders, uh, Jesse Jackson, Mayor Barry, people who have credibility with young people should be on the (laughs) television, on the radio, uh, as much as we possibly can, and telling these youngsters that it's wrong to carry a gun and that if you have information about people who are carrying guns, you've got to share that with Chief Thomas and with his people as well. He's, he goes on to say, we don't have time to play the rest of it. He goes on to say, we essentially have to brainwash kids mm-hmm. yeah. against guns. Does it? That's his belief. Jeez. So, Eric, sit down and shut up. 888 Use that number tomorrow. And talk to you then on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.